lovely people. It is Tuesday, the 6th of December. Welcome to TDA, the day after your favorite news platform and the home of popular culture as defined by the culture. And you guys know the drill. The lineup is lit. Let's introduce ourselves. It's your boy, Big Mars from the east side of the bridge. Morning, people. Is it Monday today? No, it's Tuesday. Shit. It's fine. It's... What happened yesterday? <laughs> you said, what happened yesterday? Yeah. It was Monday. Did we do it? Yesterday, you... Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you... No, because... You weren't here for the intro. So uh, this is your first intro of the week. That's why. Well, you were here to cause the culture the as defined no, by it was, it was cool. culture. And you guys know, I haven't that's your phone, Mugs. Is it your phone? No. No? no. no? Oh, okay, my bad. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> accountability. See, we've been taking accountability. But um, I'm your favorite shade queen, Martin Royalty. And they call me E-Man, the pro-black activist, TDA producer and news analyst. And of course, the melon in his jam packs. Always. How is everyone doing today? Yeah, but right, man. Can't complain. Sorry, guys. Apologies for the late start. My alarm played me. But you know what it is? When I put in the group chat, I was going to be late. I wanted to... I typed it. I said, no, take accountability. I'm walking in a new light, okay? I said, take accountability. Just apologize for being late. Mm. But thank God, because I, I feel like I would have woken up at this time. The reason why I woke up because I had a dream about my worst Real Housewife. What was it? Who? Candice. <laughs> so she wasn't in my dream and I wasn't irritated at the fact that she was in my dream. Obviously, we're sleeping. Well, I wrapped it on. I don't know, Mugs. I don't remember turning it off. I don't know. Because I woke up like 15 minutes when my alarm goes off. My alarm goes off at 5.15. Hmm. I lay there, talk to God a little bit. Then 5.30, it goes off again. Then I, then I get out. Hmm. And I remember waking up at 5 and I was like, oh, I've got 15 minutes left. Cool. That was it. I was sleeping. I was like, first of all, why is this stupid girl in my dream? Hmm. And I was like, first of all, this is the longest 15 minutes of my life. Check the time. Guys, it was 6.52. What? 6.52. Do you know what's <laughs> Do you know what's bad? Yeah. Mm. When I saw 6.52, I questioned him. I said, as in like 6.52 close to 7 a.m. or 5.52. I thought my phone was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, 5.52. I was so discombobulated. I said, nah, this is stupid. This is stupid. Mm. All because I went out Friday night, on su- Sunday night. It just ruined me for the rest of the week. Was that what it was then? Yeah, because I went out. It's like a layover. Yeah. So it didn't affect you on the Monday? So I was just about to say. No, because yesterday, yesterday, my eyes were stinging. I was sitting here. I had three hours sleep. So I was proper tired. But the thing is, even if you have a good night's sleep, you can't catch up for the night before. Mm. Do you get what I mean? It's not enough to... So yeah, man. You guys know how I I sleep and dream. It's so weird. You guys don't understand the maths behind it. Maybe it's... um... The universe trying to show you that you admire Candice in some way. I don't believe in the universe stuff. No? All that universe and the retrograde and the metrograde and all that <laughs> stuff, sorry. Respectfully, so anyone who believes in it, I don't want to call it weird, but... Mm. Well, you're not a Mercury rising. Nah, folks. man. The Mercury hitting this angle and all that stuff, and that's why you're angry. No, girl, you got bad... You've got a bad attitude. That's why you're angry. Mm-hmm. I can't do all of that stuff. I think it's... I think it's interesting. Mm. Even like, do you know what I see as well? When people talk about celebrities, yeah. say for example, someone's like, um, okay, Will Smith uh, slapped Chris Rock here. Mm. You will see people in the comments like, oh, that's such a Gemini thing to do. No, that's the man just lacks self-control. What are you talking about? Facts. Yeah, it's, it's a bit weird. It's just not it at all. Mm. Yeah, how are you though? I'm all right. I'm tired. I feel mm. like I'm always tired. Yeah, it's kind of the way of life now. Mm. I can't get my sleeping pattern right again. Was it? Was it right? It was. Was it? 
Yeah, of course it was. It was well, in summer. Huh? In summer. <laughs> that was different. That was summer. You were happy it was summer. So is that what it is? It's a season thing? I think it's a seasonal thing. So I've got to wait for it to warm up and then I'll be cool again. Yeah, but that's how your body... Like, that's how... That's how you are. That's what you were... You were created for the sun. Yeah, that's true. So I feel like that's when you... Like, that's when you're you at went, your... That's when I thrive. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right, cool, so... Could be a long winter month for you then. <laughs> <laughs> it's like thank you in autumn, so it's not here for a while. I'll be back soon. Yeah. I'll be back soon. Love it, love mm. it. Uh, before we start, can you all just go into the community and check my post that I did yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. And Temi, she, she typed something in Yoruba, I believe. Oh, you mean y'all in this room or y'all in the... Huh? Us here. Which us here? Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm scared, Brent. Because uh, first of all, it looked like German to me, innit? Because I died. What's wrong with you? What's, what is actually, what is the problem? I don't think she German. So can you all translate that for me, please? Where is it? Which part are you talking about? Uh, it's the one I did where I was offering people um, <laughs> vouchers for, if they can guess what Emmanuel um, was typing oh, before yeah. he pushed the Twitter. How do you see that shit? Don't worry. Uh, uh, Mags, you're not Nigerian. But I feel like a Russian would say something like, dear, dear, anymore. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. And all those that... I don't even understand what you're talking about. So, I only want the Nigerians to do it, to be honest. It doesn't even matter. Yeah, I can't yeah. even find what you're talking about. Are you in, are you in the thing? Yeah. Oh! Go to... It's something to do with... Um, I don't even know what it is. Oh, I don't know what Wokba is, but it's to do with... Um, it's to do with the pig and a Where's pig that on the slowly... homepage? This bit? Yeah, it should be at the top, I think. I t- this, is, this, this is a proverb, yeah? Ah. You know, like, do you know what proverbs are? Yes. No, you don't. You yeah, know proverbs uh, in the Bible? No, it's when... <laughs> like, it's like a, a saying yes. that means something, right? Perfect, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, dear, dear is um, little by little. Imu is nose. Elede is a pig. So I don't know what walk by is, but I think it's like it's. I think it's to do something with a pig sniffing its way mm. around something. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what walk by means there. Big up Temi though. Mhm. Only listen. Only the realest can do the proverbs. That's a that's a real cultured babe. Okay. Temi, can you translate for us? So little by little is how the pig's nose enters the yard. Period. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I know. My, don't don't don't. I'm so cultured. I knew that. <laughs> so what does it mean? What does it mean? Avoid problems and you'll never be the one who overcame them. Period. Are you are you googling this? Yes. Of course you are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course you are. All right. Okay. I love it. I love it. What I are you talking about? You. So, um, so basically, Brent, we're in the community. So anyone. I'm who's in the community. Food. Where is it? What is what, it's the one the that's post? got the, the baby gif. 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 Oh. That one. So, okay, let me read it to the people so they know what to talk about. So Brent said, I got a few messages on the TDA WhatsApp asking what it was that E-Man was up to on Twitter before he was asked to reset it. Judging by his character on TDA, what do you think it, it could be? There is a £25 gift voucher for the person who gets it right. If more than one person gets it right, we'll put the names in a hat and have the Shade Queen pick the winner tomorrow. You know what? There's £25 for the answer that E-Man deems as the wildest stuff possible. Is this two, so there's two prizes then? Yeah. So, okay, so one for 
whoever gets it right, and then one who Iman thinks is the wildest thing ever, but still based on his character. Just pretend that there is some, there is nothing up for grabs and just get involved anyway. I know how some of y'all will think I'm trying to make you mofos dance for a little cat. Okay, I'm already that out. <laughs> <laughs> you, you sound like, actually, no, I was going to throw the maddest shade, you know. <laughs> yeah, in my head, yeah. people seem to think, Emmanuel, that it was some homophobic in it. Wow. What? Yeah, Me? yeah. I don't know why. When has that ever been his character? You guys yeah, thank you very much. I don't know why, but you know, I was interested in what um, else this is Okay, so far, I'm not being biased. This is my favorite one. He was professing his love for white women, <laughs> which was against TMB's mission statement. <laughs> as a result, he was forced to present himself as a polygynist sympathizer. I mean, this is sick, you know. I mean, that's a good answer. Yeah. All right, cool. All Izzy, right. you win. What? What? Well, is, that, is that? No, for Izzy wins for the white one. Already. Yeah. Do you know how wild it is to pair you with a white woman? <laughs> if anything's wilder than that, then you might have to look to Umar Johnson. What could you possibly think is wilder than that? I don't know. I wanted to see the creativity of the people, man. Yeah, see what they come up. Okay. Nobody wants to play, so... Okay, we'll, no, we'll allow them to tomorrow. Let the, yeah, we'll let them do it in the chat. Mm. Well, actually, nah, they should join the community. Yeah. All right, till tomorrow. Yeah, mm-hmm. tomorrow. Tomorrow show, we'll announce the winner. All right, okay. Winners. Cool. But yeah, all right. Should we get into our headlines? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Okay, so Labour has unveiled its blueprint for an overhaul of the UK constitution based on tackling regional inequalities and moving political power away from London and described by Keir Starmer as an end to short-term sticking plaster politics. At the centre of the plans set out in a 155-page document is an overarching commitment to decentralisation, including a new constitutional commitment for Westminster to respect the autonomy of local and regional government. The report, put together by a commission headed by the former Labour Prime Minister Gordon Brown, lists a total of 40 recommendations, ranging from um, abolishing the House of Lords to creating new revenue-raising powers for local areas. Launching the plan in Leeds alongside Brown and Tracy Braben, the Labour Mayor of West Yorkshire, Starmer, said, too many places were being held back by a system that holds power in Westminster, adding, I don't see it as handling, handing power away, I see it as putting power where it should be. Starmer said that while he had not backed Brexit and did not support Scottish independence, he could sympathise with the underlying idea of people wanting more control over their lives, more control over their country, and feeling dissatisfied with remote Westminster politics. He dismissed questions about whether it was self-indulgent or out of touch to discuss broader constitutional and devolution issues, rather than focus on immediate crises, such as the cost of living, saying UK politics has been cursed for too long by short-term thinking. Starmer said, whenever any politician sets out on the answer to the underlying issue, the medium and long term, every journalist says, but I want an answer to what's going on right now, what's going to happen in the next few weeks. And we go on and on. Such an approach will be going with a sticking plaster approach forever, Starmer said, adding, we've been doing it for 12 years. It's one of the reasons we've got nowhere. And the next headline is about the Home Office. And basically, they're considering bans and detentions. So looking at people who enter the country illegally and barring them from ever settling in the UK are options under the consideration under consideration by Swella Braverman and number 10 as the government puts a crackdown on small boats at the heart of its agenda. The ideas are contained in a report by the right-wing think tank, the Centre for Policy Studies, for which Braverman wrote a foreword. While the Home Secretary said, she did not agree with everything in the report. The Home Office did not deny that some of the ideas were being examined 
as potential policy. Asked about the idea of detaining asylum seekers and barring them from settlement, a government source said, the Prime Minister and the Home Office, Home Secretary, are absolutely focused on cracking down on illegal migration first and foremost, and are working through options together in order to ensure we have control of our borders. Labour said the government's position was just chaos and it is clear no one has a grip. Sunak has made stopping small boat crossings one of his political priorities, despite the difficulties of tackling the issue, with focus groups suggesting it is a big concern for Tory voters. Robert Jenrick, who is the Immigration Minister under Braverman, appeared to signal a much tougher approach in an interview with GB News on Saturday, saying he wanted to create a system where deterrence is suffused through the whole thing. He added, To me, that means you should not get a route to life in the UK if you come here illegally. There will be policies like the deportations to Rwanda at the heart of it, and I hope that we can enact them as soon as possible as it gets through the British courts. It would also mean looking at how we treat people on arrival, so that nobody thinks that coming to the UK is a soft touch, and the UK is a better site for asylum shoppers than our EU neighbours. And that's the end of the headlines. All right, thank you. Let's get into our word. No? Our topic of the day, what are you saying? Topic of the day. Oh, yeah. No. Okay, so today's <laughs> today's topic of the day, um, like I said yesterday, was kind of going to be like a part two mm-hmm. of yesterday's one. Before we go into the like into depth into what that part two is, I kind of want to have a quick continuation of yesterday, yeah, and just to see if everyone's kind of positions kind of change. Everyone in the room, people in the chat, people listening, things of that nature, right? And basically, this is just to add a bit more paint to the situation regarding Dion Sanders, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, remember yesterday, people were saying he's a sellout, he's standing the third. Mm-hmm. I want to see: do we still consider him a sellout, right? Considering these things, right? So basically. Prior to him coming to Jackson State, mm-hmm. it said that if it rained, right, they just couldn't practice, right? So he got them basically two practice fields, yeah? He got a new locker room. He got new football facilities, new training facilities. He also helped in ushering in the whole 10-year TV rights deal, right, that benefits HBCUs. And also what they're um, estimating is that he had um, a $30 million direct um, economic impact. He added that to the city of Jackson last year. And basically they're saying um, that number hasn't come out for this year yet, but it's likely to be more than it was last year. Yeah. On top of that also, he brought awareness to issues within the city of Jackson um, while directly calling out the governor and the mayor and things of that nature. So considering all these influences that he had, right, and also I wanted to throw into the mix that whilst he was there, his car got broken into a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, certain things you got to keep you humble, innit? <laughs> there, there were robberies, certain things, right? In fact, oh, I, wish I, I should have played this clip, but basically there was one time where he got awarded a particular thing. Yeah, I think it was something to do with obviously his achievements and whatnot. Mm-hmm. The whole team's happy because the team obviously won the game and they got awarded something as well. Everyone's happy. They got back to the locker room. The whole locker room robbed. People's phones gone. Kreps is gone. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> gone. And the first thing he comes out and, and does is basically just, just obviously express his anger, right? And so my thing is this. Considering all of these things now, right? Because remember, like I asked um, yesterday, yeah. does his circumstances change the way we may view him, right? Considering it, like if it, if it wasn't just straightforward. Mm-hmm. So considering all these things I've just said, right? Mm. The hardship plus the things he has done, 
to, to make Jackson State a much better place, right? And even increase the, the economic um, potential of that particular city. Um, is he still a sellout? I know obviously Yusuf was saying he ain't a sellout, sellout anyway. Yeah, right? I think it's more a question for Stacey, no? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I listened to Breakfast Club yesterday and mm-hmm. Charlemagne said, and I, I don't know if it's true or not, but before he actually took the job at Jacksonville, he had said that if any of the top teams with the fundings come in, when I say top, as in the teams who have the P, yeah. come in for him, then he'll basically look to go. You're 100% right, Brent. He said that on 60 Minutes. Okay. He said that he'll be a fool to not consider another job if basically some type of... Basically what Ben just said. Okay. Yeah. yeah. One of them pack six teams coming from us. Mm-hmm. Huh? So, Stacey. Mm. Is Stacey in the chat? Yeah, she is. Good morning, Stacey. Stacey's an American cross, but she takes her job seriously. Love That's it. right. Stacey. <laughs> um, can I add one more thing as well? Can. Brent, can you play the clip, please? Yep. Oh, damn. No ammunition. All right. <laughs> <coughs> are, are pushing back. Here, here's Dion on that, Rob. The thing that alarms me the most is just because I'm leaving Jackson, they think that I'm leaving... African-Americans. I don't know if you notice or not, but I'm black. <laughs> I can never leave who I am or what I am or how I am or how I go about being that. So it is still my task to look in that locker room and see 65 to 70 percent of African-American men trying to help them get to the next level, as well as all the others. My calling is for young men, young women, and people of all walks of life, all social climates and all ethnicities. That's my calling. My colleague is not built on a location. It's built on a destination. Now that was good. You're supposed to clap for that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that was good. Yeah, this is very random about like when I'm listening to stuff here and people are breathing heavy, it literally makes me like that's how I was laughing. I can't describe the feeling, it makes me like kind of shiver and it just freaks me out. Breathing so heavy. But um Yes. So based on that. Do you know is I'm I'm a queen of um I don't like when people have information and then they or like when something happens and people act shocked but mm-hmm. they had the information. Now that I know that the man said he's gonna go, why mm-hmm. the shock? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Why are we doing this? <laughs> why are we why are we doing this? I don't get it. He said he already said that, so why are we acting shocked? like this is out of nowhere. I thought you were going to say that Charlemagne said mm. he had said he's committed to the death of him. That's not going to be like, okay, I get it. I get the outrage. <laughs> but if this man said, if the big box come, I'm out. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. What's all this for? Do you have to ask the black Americans, man? Well, in that case, then I feel like, do you know what I think it's, I think it's partly what I said yesterday, where I think people just feel, people, okay, firstly, knowing that he's said that when he, it's time to go, he's going to go. It's what I said yesterday, where I said, if people have projected on him, mm. then this is why that is the way it is. And I think people have projected that. They projected <coughs> their... They projected how they saw what he was doing mm-hmm. on him. Okay. And it's different to how he was moving with the project that he was doing. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So for them, they projected like a... Uh, they projected their mindset of, when you start something, you stay there to the end of it. Like you don't move mm-hmm. on from it. But this man's plans was always to do this, set the foundation, and then carry on and yeah. keep finding other ways to, to do stuff. Do you get what I mean? Exactly. So really, then 
in reality, he's not he's not a sellout. But again, people will still call him a sellout because not a lot of people realize when they're projecting other people. And this is what yeah. for me, this is what this is. Then this is this is a projection. If yeah. he he made it clear he was gonna bounce, man. I don't I don't get it. Uh, just to, just to be a bit fair though to the other side. I wouldn't say he made it clear he's gonna go. He said yeah. he'll consider. So it's not like he's definitely gonna go. Yeah. Okay. That's the first. That's uh, one thing. Yeah. But also, again, just to be fair, he did kind of in the beginning kind of take it on like it was a calling. Mm. I'm here to do this for HBCUs. Yeah. I'm. Da, 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think people kind of, you know, held what I'm saying, on held on to that whole calling thing. Not, not. I'm just there to do a great job. Yeah, you can't. It's a calling. Yeah. You can't be questioning called. <laughs> there you go. You're both there you go. The issue okay. I think is, why do you guys think my calling is for is it indefinite? You know because it made it seem like that. You you just said it. But not necessarily Call, calling. You could be the, uh, in a particular situation for a particular season. You know what I'm saying? They I say it all the time. Is, yeah, and <laughs> you know you what? And again, though, for me, it goes back to what I said also yesterday. Where I said he could have been clearer with the okay. message. I think when you know the attachment people have to you, I'm sure he feels the love from the community. Mm. You know, robbery and all that stuff aside, it happens with the area, I'm sure. But he would have felt people's commitment mm -hmm. and like people's admiration for what he was doing. Yeah. And so I feel like when he was saying, you know, I'm going to be moving forward, mm -hmm. I think that he also could have given them some reassuring words. What he said about people thinking, just because he's leaving, he's not leaving black people behind, I'm mm -hmm. still black. That would have been great in the statement too of, mm. you know, what? yes, because I'm moving on. Yes, I'm moving on to this. Mm -hmm. However, this is still a part of my, of my core of who I am. So wherever I can help mm -hmm. to do this, I will do that. But I think it's part of that thing you were saying yesterday about, you know, he might, he probably feels like that, but he's going to work behind the scenes. I think mm -hmm. when something of this, something this big has happened mm -hmm. and you have this massive impact, this big impact, mm -hmm. you can't be doing MI5 projects behind mm -hmm. the scene and not letting people know that, you know what, just know I'm still with you. Yeah. That's it. That's all you have to do. Do you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, I get the sellout thing. I get it. But I think technically, exact, to be fair as well, if his... If his statement about if someone else calls, mm -hmm. he will move on, wasn't as loud as this is my calling, this is what I'm projected to do, mm -hmm. then I can also understand why because how many people stick around to see other interviews that you're going to do? They just hear the calling because you made that the biggest deal. So if you mm -hmm. made, if you also made it very clear, like, yes, it's my calling, guys, but bear in mind, if this happens, blah, 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 we'll move forward. Then, mm -hmm. yeah, but I get, I get both sides to be honest. I get why mm -hmm. people are hurt. All right, so somebody said in the chat, I yeah. swear Brent was on him yesterday. Why is he silent? It's a new day, man. It's the day after. What are you no, 100% I was on him yesterday. The day after. Who's going to be on <laughs> Because the information that was fed to me was that this dude was on a whole press run mm -hmm. saying, this is for the people. Saved. <laughs> Nobody told me Nobody. that this guy said, hey, I'm going to do it for the people until it is. I get some big butts. Brent. <laughs> and this is why I'm so confused today. Because if we had this information yesterday, we'd be like, oh, he's all right. Emmanuel's saying that his car got robbed and stuff, but you said the community didn't look after him, yeah? They didn't look after him, Brent. <laughs> Brent, no, no one even came together and said, you know what, let's, let, let's, let's give him security. Security? This man's donating half his salary. You think they got they got money for security? No, no, no but still. Like, no, but you know what? Some, there were some communities there. That is their way to welcome in. Into. Can you imagine? <laughs> Everybody gets robbed. You get robbed. You get robbed. Nobody's a, nobody above Robin in this area. So, so my I think that's the way to welcome it in. My man said, my man said, because you guys are calling a setting up. And in the beginning, he was saying, I am going to take the money if it is I get this opportunity. Mm. So if it is, he told you right from the jump. Why? Boy. Boy, your oh boy, and 100%. 
I, I heard him speak a little bit. He kind of songs like a pastor. Do you yeah, understand? Yeah. I mean, you can get. We don't make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, yeah, that soft, slick tongue. I mean, I could understand how like a lot of people kind of got drawn in and everything, but um. To be honest, the, the when it is I was watching the Breakfast Club, the people who actually lived uh, in Jacksonville and also went to HBCUs, mm-hmm. they were calling in basically saying, "Nah, nah, nah." I mean, yeah, you started the work, but you can't just leave now. Mm. Do you understand? So I I could understand that particular plight. I mm-hmm. really do, and I, I do believe that he threw his entire um, self into it. Yeah. So yeah. It, he didn't give anybody any other option but to basically believe that he was going to be there for the long haul, mm-hmm. and I guess that's. That particular belief had that commercial money coming in. Yeah, do you understand? Yeah. <coughs> do you know yeah, thing, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's difficult, man. Because th- that's the thing. This is the thing, yeah. When you people want to be drawing, um, holding on to callings and making it seem as if it's some divine thing and some crazy experience, he could have. When he used to do the whole, because you know, there's certain tag words that you get, and people you draw people's attentions and mm-hmm. talking about this is your calling, this is your calling. Listen, sir, callings are not temporary like that. Yes, I think he should have said, you know, this in this season has been placed in my heart. If you want to talk about, you know, mm. in the pastor lines, in this season has been placed in my heart <coughs> to do this for HBCUs, blah blah. But you, mm. know, you've now done a whole tour. Talking about this is your calling, <laughs> and now you're gonna uncall it. Let me silly man. All phone calls. Yeah, the even all that aside, are we ignoring <laughs> the fact that fucking he went from. Three hundred thousand pound a year to five million. Why are we just ignoring this for? Why are we holding like this has no relevance because, over nothing? Because you know what it is, yeah. Because when he had a three hundred k, he was giving half of it away. So it's it's hard to think that the money is the is the driving force. I mean, but, we, even with his half donations, he still got robbed. Can you imagine? <laughs> are you expect him to stay here? Oh my days! I, I don't like know. he can keep up his he can keep up his lifestyle hundred and fifty grand can, a year yeah. donation and mm. and not touch the side. I, I don't know if it is that. I'm not saying that's gonna happen because that's him, not realistic. But him getting Jack should be a reason as to why he just looks yeah, leaves, down, down his tools. He might it's not. It's not. So it's not down. It's not down. It's not down tools. Like he said, he's still he's still African American. He can still help yeah. people. Yeah. He's still got, why do everybody just want to be saved for? Y'all need to help yourself. <laughs> Everybody's just dying to be saved. It's like just putting it all on one person and talking about what well, you can't do nothing. You can't function without one person. Yeah. Allow it, man. Exactly. Man. I agree. Uh, just a correction. It wasn't Jacksonville. It was Jackson, Alabama. Um, yeah. Couple people, you know, crap. Alabama. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Stacey, Stacey, Stacey. Stacey, Stacey. Stacey. <laughs> Here she goes. Return of the Mac. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Beautiful. <laughs> we were waiting on you at the door. Hello. Come here. Really? Again. Oh, sorry. Bring me back on side. Come huh? on. Bring me back on side. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Bring me back on side. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, y'all just clearly don't care about my blood pressure. <laughs> 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 we're back at it again. Um, hell, where do I even start? You could be a generous sellout. Anybody saying you can't be generous? We're thankful for your generosity, but that doesn't make you any less a sellout. I think this is really a matter of two plus two equals four. If you put money, financials over what is the right thing to do, it is called being a sellout. It is okay. Truly. The right thing to do for who? For, so right, right thing to do for who? Why can't people make a, dis- a choice for themselves? So someone makes a selfish decision for themselves and they're a sellout because they put money in front of it. That's not fair. No, you, you can. That don't, so you if, should, if, that's if, not if fair, make, though. That's you, you make, passing your opinion on somebody else. If you make else. a selfish decision, if you make a selfish decision uh, for yourself, does it make you any less selfish? The decision was selfish. We have to call it spade a spade. It truly is what it is. Yeah, selfish is cool. Sellout, sellout's not... 
So it's to say he's selfish is fine. To call him a sellout because he made a decision for himself is a bit different. Because the sellout would say that he's turning his back on his people. So that means now you're saying that he can't do nothing good for black people anymore then. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying. That's now. not what we're saying. You can, but that you, sounds you can like do what you're saying. So then he can't. It's, that means he's not a sellout. Then that means if he's still out. gonna move forward and walk in the light and help with the betterment and the advancement of black people, how can he be a sellout because he changed his position? The, well, we're not asking him to help the advancement of black people. We're asking. It's not even about to ask his the mission that he was meant to finish or make an impact on consistently was to help HBCUs, not black people. And I really think that people who are listening to him spit this PR constructed rubbish about, oh, there's still 64% of players on football teams are black. Like, no, no shit, Sherlock. That's going to be everywhere you go, which is the problem. Like, <laughs> we're trying to keep the money going towards black schools, not making these programs richer and richer and richer at white schools the, to the point I was raising yesterday about this being bigger than football. I beg you all to just go and look on Google right now and Google classrooms at HBCU versus classrooms at these predominantly white institutions. You will then clearly see the difference. Our classrooms look like high school classrooms. Their classrooms look like state-of-the-art university campuses that you would imagine are on television. It's they get do- they get donations and shit from 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 from, no, from, from and families and stuff like that and 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 all these that's kind of things. That's not even a twenty percent of their earnings. A large majority of their earnings comes from sports. Sports. Yeah, that's comes like so. from the money that they reinvest from sports revenue is what makes them build up their classrooms and offer their students all these different programs, which makes them justify being able to charge but higher tuition. Ain't there HBCUs more people? Cannot. Ain't there more people that can get involved and do stuff that could actually help Jackson State instead of just putting it all on Deion Sanders? Like, ain't there more like, as a community, yes. as a people? Ain't there more that can be done? And talking about it's just all Deion's fault. And Deion's, Deion's th- the only one who can true. save HBCUs. How does this make sense? He's not the only one. But the, the, the point of having substantial figures like Dion pave the way is for them to set to have that that calling for others. Let me speak on Howard. Howard has a lot of um, a lot of alum, celebrity alum. Diddy went to Howard, Taraji went to Howard, Chadwick went to Howard. All these people you name it, most niggas went to Howard. I don't know if I curse, sorry. Um, <laughs> do they give back? Not as much. But when they do give back, they understand that they are setting precedent for other people who are called, who, who need to give back to university to pour into these programs. For example, before Chadwick died, Chadwick Boseman, our lovely Black Panther, who was a Howard alum, he was given an honorary doctorate by Howard. And one of his stipulations was, I'm going to donate, but I want the money to specifically go to the fine arts program and improvement in those programs. When you see that money going into the university and you make that impact as Chadwick, other people come in and contribute as well. Over the, the pandemic, HBCU got millions. Howard probably got half a billion dollars in donations alone just off the precedent that people like Dion, people like these big celebrities, set that precedent and called others to do it. When you leave missions like that halfway, you drop the ball and the mission doesn't get complete. People continue going back to their big name white schools, their big name football programs, and overlook these HBCUs who are being robbed of because they don't have the same resources to be able to make their schools look nice and shiny for their black parents to come and generate revenue. So it's a bigger issue than just saying, oh, he's making a self-decision. He is. But he needs to understand the ramifications of his impact. But see, see, th- I hear what you're saying, Stacey, right? But but my thing is, again, I, I don't know why we expect people to um, stay to so-called completion and like expect everything else in their life they need to put on hold 
for um, this so-called ideal that you that you're talking about. You also mentioned people um, giving donations like Chadwick and Diddy and um, people um, of that type of ilk, right? So that up, so it can kind of incentivize mm-hmm. other people to do so. I just read out before he got mm-hmm. them two practice fields. If it rained, that man just couldn't practice. He's got two practice fields, a new locker room, which prior to this people was robbing. He got them new football facilities, you know, on that new robbery, training, <laughs> new training facilities. He helped. He he helped um, HBCUs um, with this whole ten-year TV rights deal. He also impacted the city, so not just the team, but the entire city, right? With direct with a direct economic impact worth thirty million dollars. Yet the only thing we hear is he's a sellout. I hear a lack of appreciation. You see what I'm saying? Like like why why is his in, entire life have to be put on hold? Why can't he help in the same mission in another way? Why does it have to be in the way? Um, black people see it and why is it the same black people who spend all their money on white people businesses and white this and white that can't come together do a GoFundMe and say Dion we we love your um, your contribution here we're going to give you half the money two and a half million please stay why can't black people do that damn I don't forgot my whole point (laughs) (laughs) now Stacey come back no okay um oh shit Basically, what I'm trying to say here is you can't you can't expect people to, to go fund me five million dollars a year. That's just not happening. B to the point about the the locker rooms being robbed. Y'all really need to look and see where these HBCUs are. I get Howard's crime alerts all the time. That ain't nothing. It happens. I'm oh, not. I'm not making that, for it. <laughs> but that, it, it, it happens <laughs> all the time. Like we're thinking of it Truly, because you, you don't get you robbed. Look, <laughs> no, but then they should stop them. Yeah, like it, it, appreciate me. It's not. It's not normal to you. It's normal to, <laughs> I'm not making an excuse for it, but you know the type of place you're in. And also, um, oh fuck, why do I keep missing my points? No, you're uh, doing good. You're doing good. I, Maya, I don't think that Robin should be an issue. Yes, the Robin, I can't lie to you. The Robin <laughs> is the least of anyone's worries right now. I can't lie to you. Because right. this oh, happens. Right, cool. That's the point. The Robin is why people need more opportunities. So they can stop Robin. I got it back. Right. Oh, there you go. Go on, Steve. This will be a very this would be a very different conversation if Dion left after, say, six years at the program, eight years at the program. Because at that point, he would have completed at least two two college cycles for him to have said, you know what, I, I fulfilled four two four-year runs at the university. I contributed the following things. I have at least set pace. There are people who started as freshmen that haven't even graduated, and he's already gone. Who did you help? We thank you for the practice field. Nike could have done it. Like, you're not the only one. I'm okay. not saying we're, we're less grateful, but I'm just saying, like, these are not these are not uh, contributions that in turn help the entire mission. These are small contributions that, yes, they helped at the moment, but it's, it doesn't help to the mission that you set you set forth to do. And also, I, I get that we cannot put all of this on one person's back, but understand that oftentimes HBCUs are used as a tool for other people's integration into these white C-suite positions. We hear it all the time. Look at who was donating all these millions to the universities like Howard Spellman, whatever the case may be. They were doing it as a PR stunt. Everybody wants to say, oh, yeah, we gave millions to the black schools. Oh, yeah, we used the black school as a stepping stone for me to get my big league uh, coaching contract. That's literally what he's doing. And that's what we're saying is wrong. Deion Sanders could have started his co- his coaching career at any other university. You chose the HBCUs because you knew the PR that came with that. And you know how easy it was to pivot to a different school that's going to pay you big money. That in itself is wrong. So you think he did this on purpose? Because these are disadvantaged institutions that have, that have... Huh? So you think he did this on purpose? This was strategy just to benefit of himself? 
Of course. Oh, okay. If he was really about it, if it was really, if it was really about it, he would at least stayed for a couple more years. Well, if that's the case. And then if checks came and he was, he and if checks came and opportunities came and it was like, you know what, I want to consider them, we would have been like, you know what, honorable discharge. You did, you you did a couple, you did a little bit of time. It's time to pass the torch, <coughs> and it would have been fine. Black people are... Now, the thing is, Emmanuel, right? I, I see it from both sides. And yeah. I can, and I can mm-hmm. understand why... You always see it from both sides. Because I've got an open mind. Yeah. No. Someone is from both sides. I've got open mind. Yeah. But you never pick a side. You just always see both sides. Yesterday, I said that I don't think it's a sellout. That was a side. You was here yesterday. <laughs> oh, then don't open your mouth if you don't know the facts. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your side. <laughs> um, yeah, but... Do I think it's far-fetched that this was all a plan for him? Mm. Of course not. Okay. Yeah. Like, t- to me, that even makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that you, so you think it's kind of. Yeah, it don't make sense. No, it makes it perfect sense. That when, calculated, like, ooh, yeah, I'm it makes go per- to this particular course. Place. When, actually, sorry, when did he um, take the job? I think recently. 2018. Oh, you mean, you mean the. 2018. Okay, because like I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. They ain't far fetched that he uses as a pl- as this a was a plan that he used. Um, was it Jackson State? Yeah, as a stepping stone to mm. a, a bit a better job. It, okay. it makes sense business okay. wise. C- can I ask you this? If if he did do that as a plan, let's just say you're you're correct. Yeah, is that a bad thing? Um, yes. Con- considering considering what he gave you, it's a bad thing. It's before. a bad thing because he sold people dreams, isn't it? Yeah. So in that regard, yeah. What he gave okay. was part of. You know what I mean, but in selling people he dreams, he still contributed. And made a positive change, mm-hmm. but he just, you know, in people's eyes, he left the job too early in it. Yeah. If he would have taken this job at, um... oh, but even... sorry, go on. Oh, that could have been part of his plan. Like, I'm gonna give. Um, I, I plan to leave when I get the big check, but ah, throw them one nice, one nice sports field. Ah, isn't it's literally just adding to this narrative that I'm here for the black schools that are making the the bigger PR stunt that's gonna get him the job. Again, it's okay. We will take it. However, comma, let's call it spade a spade. Is giving still out? But my, my thing is, Truly. if that's the case, don't take it. That's that's my thing. Don't 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 say okay, yeah, it's okay, we'll take it. No, say he's a sellout. That's and leave like it telling there. A, a telling a homeless man to not accept a home because how the home was purchased was was wrong. Uh-uh. If I don't have, I'm gonna take. But you can't call him a sellout. You Thank you. If he's you come can't. into it telling you yeah. this is his plan, and once it is a particular. Um, entity comes in, I am going to leave, then you can't call him a sellout. He's told you what his strategy is. No, but Brent, do you know what I'm saying though? My thing was that, is, it goes back to what I said earlier. Was his words about if a bigger check comes, I'm going to leave as loud as his, this is my calling. Because if it wasn't, we know how this world works. How many people stay tuned mm. to find out other things that you say? They're going to, whatever is as loudest is what people, is what people attach to. Mm. Even when like, yeah, I'm, just, I'm not gonna use a word example. But yeah, I mean, whatever's loudest yeah. is, what people, is what people gravitate to, is what people hear. So if he's going on smaller interviews and saying, mm-hmm. oh, but if the check comes, blah, blah, I can understand why people didn't hear that. I can understand why people still see him as a sellout because they didn't know that. I just think if he made it as loud as, mm-hmm. um, this is my calling, this is my mission, yeah. then I could, then no one could say it's a sellout. Okay. But he didn't. Okay, uh, let's just say I agree 100% with what you just said. Mm-hmm. We've played and told everybody now, right, mm-hmm. that this is what he said. People are still in chat, still saying sellout. Still, after hearing the information, Can I, he's no, but, still a sellout. Yeah, but my point still because well, this is after the fact. No, but if that's you have played this before he did this, yeah. then they can't come now days after and say he's a sellout. But we are playing this after the fact, after yeah. the emotions are the way it is. So it still comes back to my point of it wasn't as loud. I, so for I, me, I fully get what you're saying, Esther. Right, but I, I'm still hearing it as even if it's after after the fact, you have now have opportunity to go back and say, fine. Now I know. 
he's not a sellout. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, can I say something though? Do you know oh, what it is, yeah? With this, this whole idea of him probably like planning all of this and blah, blah, it's not mm. far-fetched to me. Okay. Because again, we talk about we talk about the Caucasians using um black um black trauma and black black issues mm-hmm. to further themselves. Black people also do that as well. Of course, of course. Do you know what I mean? So this is not very far-fetched for me. And I think with that, like I just think that I get the sellout thing a lot because you can't go to people who are living in that living in that in that circumstance, give them hope, and then bounce and then expect them to just switch their minds up to okay, that's fine. Like, you know, he only came to serve his time. Like, this is a very very real thing for so many people. Mm-hmm. And if it if, if it was a case where he did use this to further his career or whatever, mm-hmm. fair. That's what he chose to do. But for me. From a cons- from a um, the human side of me, the consumer side of me, I can understand why people feel let down. It makes sense. Like it, it's one and one. It's one one yeah. equals two for me. It's so mm-hmm. clear. Why is that people feel people feel let let down by it? It's because this just gives it just brings back trauma, man. They just can't take it. You get mm. me? They feel um, betrayed. You know what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say? So they're not thinking. Logically, they're thinking with their emotions. Yeah, yeah. These do this all the time. Yeah. When good, when relationships break up or something, or someone get cheated on, and then you want to discredit the whole relationship. Oh, my whole relationship was a lie. Yeah, some ten yeah. years has been rubbish. It's like no, it hasn't. We're just this no. is just one little thing. You, you, Before you, that was good. You start moving like this man. You start moving like this man. Never done nothing <laughs> good. You know what I'm trying to say. And even if it was his intentions no. to use this college yeah, as a platform to put himself in a thing to get a bigger job and rare, rare, okay, fine, that's his prerogative. But why? While he was here, he done stuff. And everything that he'd done, you ain't even giving him I, no okay, credit wait, for it. Can I ask, can I say this something? don't make sense. Can I say so he here? didn't do no good while he was there then. Can I say something here? So it don't I'm matter. Everything could be he could I, done, don't matter. When, mm-hmm. it com- when it comes to certain things, certain missions, certain callings, if you give up on it, you don't believe in it. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what it is. If, Maybe he's calling it himself. If, and if he ain't given up on himself. Tomorrow, mm. If Brent wakes up tomorrow and tells me, do you know what? I'm moving, for, I'm moving on from the new black. You never believed in the new black. No one can tell me anything about it. I feel like you guys are saying this and I feel like in a few months time, when something else happens, you guys are going to change your mind and say the damn, the same thing I'm saying right now. If you say something is so has been placed on your heart mm-hmm. and you are so hot and bothered about the situation and you really care about black um young black players getting this opportunity and getting all these things and then a bigger check a bigger check comes on. Mm-hmm. Granted, he said it. He didn't say I don't care about all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. If you came, if if you're gonna if something else is gonna come, a, a money is gonna present itself and you're able to then give up on this dream that helps your people further along. Yeah, you never believed in it. I don't care what anyone says. I I, I don't think it's necessarily a case of never believing in it. But I do fully understand what you're saying. Yeah. But I just think, like I was saying yesterday, I think not everybody's built that way. And I also think it's wrong for us to project certain things on people that we know full well we wouldn't do ourselves. Most people in the chat wouldn't do that. If given a, 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 another opportunity, if they're working for a black company right now, earning 50K a year, and a white person came along and said, look, I'm going to give you 200K, they will leave immediately. Yeah, they're expecting him not to. That's, that's, do you know that's... what's crazy though? I'm, I'm actually surprised by your take on this Why? since yesterday. Because I wouldn't have thought, I, I would have thought, I wouldn't have thought you would be be in. But the thing is, what what thing is what what you're saying is true though. That's the thing, right? Like, I'll come back to that. If you leave a black institution <laughs> or a small institution yeah. for a bigger white company, yeah. being called a sellout comes with the territory. Yeah. So I don't think Dion Sanders is surprised that he's being called a sellout for leaving a black college <laughs> for a white institution, right? Yeah. But this is I'm looking at his business, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right. It's we can all okay, cool. I want to start here, build build my way up, work here first, and you know. Um, get a different opportunity, a better opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's what he done. That's what he done. I can't knock him 
And like you said before, he announced it initially mm. that if a better opportunity comes along, I will leave. Mm. While he was at Jackson State, he'd mm. done good. He'd done good. Yes, he didn't stay for as long as you wanted him to do. He didn't see out the journey. Mm -hmm. But this conversation now is opening up the conversation for maybe more mm -hmm. black ex-players, coaches to come to, to Jacksonville and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, and then they get offered yeah. a bigger check and then they move on as well. So when do we ever sit down and actually see a, a like mission completed to the, to, the, to the end? Can I present something to you? No, but not, if, if, not, if, not, not, yeah, but not every mission has been abandoned. I not every single mission to better a black institution has been abandoned. Just because Deion Sanders decided to leave doesn't mean that it's Armageddon and that no other black um, coach or ex-player can see a journey out for a long period of time. doesn't mean that. Fair. Sorry, Stacey, can what are you saying? I say two quick things? Yeah. I just want to say two quick things before I half off. Um, first of all, I think it's very problematic that black people are expected to be grateful when people are throwing them things or doing them, mm -hmm. doing nice things for the communities while they're getting used and then be tight-lipped when they complain about how they were used. Mm -hmm. Like it is still to say they are being, we were used point blank in period. And it's not any, it doesn't make you ungrateful. It doesn't make you, you know, acknowledge what the person did. It, it's just a matter of you saying, you know what, we benefit, benefited from it. We're thankful that in the short time that we received those benefits, but it doesn't, it doesn't nullify the fact that they were used. Secondly, I think that there's a difference in a, a large difference in opinion here between you guys and Black people in America. And I don't want to be the spokesperson for Black people in America on this issue because obviously opinions differ, as you guys heard uh, on Breakfast Club. But I'm speaking from the point of an HBCU and alum, mm -hmm. uh, HBCU alum. You are seldom going to come across an HBCU alum who is not going to call Deion Sanders a sellout. Mm -hmm. And I will say that with my full chest. Mm -hmm. you, I don't think the importance of HBCUs is something that can make be clearly compared to what exists in the UK. Just in general, I was explaining to you when I was on 90s Baby in August, how, like, y'all don't really have a lot of college pride. Like, it's not a thing for you to walk around and see people, like, refing their school or, like, yeah. the way I, I, I don't, I don't, tra I don't travel without being in either Howard gear or, like, Greek letters. Mm. It is not a thing. You will often see, especially if you come down to the South, everybody's wearing HBCU gear. Mm. Everybody. You rep hard. Mm -hmm. You are tried and true. It is a, it is a very serious um, the, the black institutions are something taken very seriously here and the problems affiliated with them are something that is very near and dear to people's hearts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So while it's very easy black and white, oh, you were offered $5 million, why not? It is, for us, that is the last thing on our minds. Mm. Obviously, we can't, we can't eradicate logic because logically, business-wise, economically, that is a no-brainer. And we know that. But when it comes to whether it's the right decision, that is a universal moral that we all understand because whether it be Deion Sanders, whether it be an insert, another culture that maybe not be as big as Deion, but have similar powers as Dion, they know that when they leave this place, if they make that decision to accept that money, what they are leaving and who they are impacting. Mm. And when Dion was making that decision, you cannot tell me he didn't know there were some players that he just led into this program who are expecting to come next year who committed off the bat that he was going to be there. That's true, though. Yeah. And uh, even he, some he of them spoke out and said that. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Not knowing that 
he is literally for the, the, the projection of Jackson State alone, talk less of all the HBCUs, can decline mm-hmm. with his decision alone. Right, Who's look. to say there's going to be another replacement to the likes of Dion? When that BT contract, whatever contract football finishes, who's going to renew that? Because guess what? ESPN could have been like, you know, we did a favor for Dion. Uh, either we don't have to finish it or uh, you know, who's going to press if we don't renew this thing? We did our due diligence. Oh, yeah, we help black people. So are you just saying they that he's just totally, basically, yeah, because I think when you say sell out and stuff like that, it's, it does speak to us in, in, in someone's heart. You get mm-hmm. me? So obviously in this situation here, he didn't follow it through. He has let a lot of people down and all these kind of things. He has been selfish, made a decision for himself. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying, what does that speak for him? What does that mean for him going forward then? Because when you say he's a seller, that means he sold his people out and he don't care anymore. So, so now he's just taking the white coffers and living his life, laughing mm. in the sunset. Is that his story? Or can he, that, can he not help black people anymore? Even though it's, even if it's not the HSBCU thing or whatever, like, this is what I'm trying to say. Like. Mm-hmm. What, is it, what, is it, what are you trying to say for him? What, is, he, is he done? That's it. You just don't care about nothing. All he cares about is money and that's it. And it- just forget the standards. And I think that everybody can agree. And I said this yesterday too. I would like to, re- you know, that Monique uh, GIF. I would like to see it. Oh yes, I would let's like revisit to this. Love it. Let's revisit this conversation in a year, mm-hmm. even five years from now, and see if he's not just chopping that money quietly with his with his his sons, who are now the quarterback of this new team. Mm. Let's right. see if he's gonna if he's gonna keep that up, which we can all. A lot of us, I will put my money on. He's not. Let be fucked for real. He has his own team. His team will be looking at at him sideways if he's putting a lot of effort into helping other teams. Mm. Reg- talk less of the mission. He's still their coach at the end of the day. It just looks bad in general that he's doing so much for other teams that are not his. Can it's I, an odd position to can be I ask in. a question. So I would like to. See, yeah, of course, Stacy. Um, all of the alums. I think that's what you guys call the people who graduate from these um, alumni. Bro. Alumni. Sorry. Mugs, yes, apologies. alum, alumni. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can see both. Yes, alum is just a, a slang. Alumni is male and female. Alumna is a, a woman graduate, All right, and cool. alumni is also a male graduate. Singular. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Um, have they gone on to be multi-millionaires, billionaires, like a lot of them across? Yes. The... All right. So, is it possible for them to kind of come together? And say, well, if it is that we pay for certain top black coaches to be in this particular arena, we're going to get more commercial opportunities coming through because they're staying and they're well paid. And then in the long term, we're going to achieve what it is that um, obviously you want HBCUs to achieve, which is generational opportunities. Is that is that plausible at all? It is, but the problem with that is you don't have eyes on it the way you have Dion. And I know that... No, like, I'm saying if they came understand. together and said Dion and also others like Dion, because I'm sure that Dion mm-hmm. is, is one um, guy, but I'm sure there are other black um, potential coaches that could come in in the future, right? Uh, yeah. Like, let's just say Dion mm-hmm. is still there. They've um, pulled the money together and said, we're going to keep him there because this is far more important than just college football, right? Is it possible for them to do that? And I think this this kind of leads on to a conversation that we, we're going to have today, right? Um, keeping money in the black community, how do we do that? 
obviously 40, 50 years ago, it's not possible because we didn't have these millions of billionaires who have been um, yeah. alumni from these colleges, right? But now you do, and now you understand yeah. how important it is. Why wouldn't they come together and make sure that Dion, if it's a case of I would like to be remunerated properly, put that money in his pocket to keep him there for the long game? They weren't privy. When you make deals like this on silo and it's not something glided about, which you probably wouldn't, it's hard to have damage, do damage control and say, you know what, our alum will come through. But I don't also think it's, it's common knowledge about how money circulates in HBCUs to make that conversation easy, even if, even if we have this discussion after Dion leaves. A big reason why, if you look at the alumni give back, at HBCUs versus predominantly white institutions, it's a drastic difference. A lot of alum give back at PWIs. Not a lot of alum give back at HBCUs. Reason being... What's a PWI? We don't know where the money goes. Predominantly white institution. Okay. We don't know where the money goes. So when people like Dion come and say, hey, I'm stepping in as Coach Primetime, you cannot... Alumni can't give back and say, we want this money to go to Dion, and it doesn't go to Dion. You will see it i.e. when he leaves. Mm. So now it's hard for us to do damage control because even if we do raise money like that for another head coach, is the money going to reach there? All right, so there's corruption in the, step up to in the midst. 100%. But oh. when you have eyes on it, when you have st star people like Dion, yeah. it's hard to fuck up like that. All right, so these HBCs are doing It's a, a, a multi-layered fucked up situation. These HBCUs. It's are... a multi-layered fucked up situation. All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's the problem, right? Even if you wanted to yeah, change it, things, it's, it's, it, it's impossible for it to change so quickly. It's it, yeah, but it, it adds to the point of why this is such a serious issue. Like, uh, if you're, I just want to round out on this because I obviously this is not my show, y'all. But um, <laughs> you, you, I I just want I urge all of you, like I said earlier, to at least even if it's a just a basic Google search, insert HBCU here classroom, go look up insert predominantly white institution, USC, UCLA, classroom. See the difference. Look up videos of these historically black institutions. Look at their campuses compared to these big white schools. UCLA re did re uh, remodeled one of their practice fields on campus for the cost of what is probably Howard University's entire annual budget. They can afford it because their revenue from sports is ridiculous. We can't even get new classrooms. Stacy, I There's charge a bigger you to mission go into the community and make this post like I asked you for it yesterday. Now <laughs> put it up today whilst you were talking. I need you to help me. You are our U.S. correspondent. Oh, <laughs> girl, you gotta take this job seriously. I, I will, okay? but I, I, yeah, like I just to round out, like I, this is this is you don't get to use charity for capitalism. Simply yeah. put, mm -hmm. and good. when you do, it's wrong. Yeah, and. Yeah. You can you can make that decision. Nobody's robbing you from that decision. But I just want him to wear sell out with his chest because when you made that decision, you knew that that was the ramifications, and that's fine. If being called a sellout was five million dollars enough for you to be called a sellout and laugh it off, some some of us would do it too. Hell, I don't know what your bills look like, but just know that's what it was. You cannot uh, use community for capitalism. Period. That's right. Stacey, that's thank, you Stacey. thank you very much thank for you. calling. Thank you very much for calling. Yeah, can I just say something quick before we move on to mm -hmm. the proper topic? I can't believe this is not the proper topic. Yola. This is ridiculous. Our good sister, Ebony Onyx, she said, Booker T. Washington and Marcus Garvey, yeah. 
must be rolling in the grave with my with my stance, basically. Boy, this is a very wild statement. It doesn't make no sense. Well, it speaks. It guess speaks what, Ebony? You've been twenty five dollars, um, twenty five pound voucher. <laughs> it speaks to what uh, Margot was saying earlier. You forget everything, especially black people. You forget everything somebody does. One thing you disagree with, all of a sudden, you're a sellout. Every single day I come on here talking about black people's um, economic <laughs> um, priority. Everyone should be doing for self, economic self-reliance. Those are the main tenets of Booker T. Washington and Marcus Garvey. All of a sudden, they're rolling in their grave because I don't think black people should put all that pressure onto this particular black man. This makes sense to black people. These are the same people he should basically stay, stay around for and, and, and just risk his whole life for. This makes sense. On top of this, right, how many black people have dedicated their lives to the betterment of other black people and they've been killed by black people? Mm. On top of that, also, not only have they been killed by black people, they have no money. People like Dr. Ben, who gave their whole life to education of black people, yeah. entire life, died in, in, in a retirement home. Who came to visit him? Who helped him with certain medical bills? Black people doing nothing. Doesn't make no sense. And now all of you are out here talking about he's a seller, he's a seller. When was the last time you gave money to Jackson State? When was the last time you gave money to Dion? Doesn't make no sense. You expect things of other people. So you you don't yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's why I find this conversation a bit annoying because and when people are talking about morals, I ain't talking about, you know, will you do something egregious for money? In terms of business and your career and your job, most people would take a higher paid job despite the fact that it's a black company. So I, most people would take will take the money. So I don't want to hear, and I get it. Mm-hmm. I understand it, but mm-hmm. most people are taking the money. 100%. So I don't want to hear he's 100%. a seller. I feel like the criticism of, you know, what people themselves do, it, it, it speaks to the whole thing about, we don't know his circumstances. So I don't think that we know people's circumstances to say that the community is not donating back do you know what I mean? Like, what have they kind of done for Jacksonville? Like, mm-hmm. we don't know their circumstances, know whether or not they're in a position to, and people do wherever they can. And I think with this conversation, sometimes we can say, yeah, but as black people, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? But as individuals, mm-hmm. what are you doing as well? Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just think, I think it's, I think it's, for me, it's that Spider-Man meme of <laughs> we're all just pointing yeah. at each other. Yeah. But it's like, we're pointing at other people for not doing anything, mm-hmm. but us ourselves, are we doing anything? Mm-hmm. It just seems like an endless, it's an endless That's cycle. us, but that's not, but that's that's not, that's not who we're talking about. Everybody's a Spider-Man ain't pointing, pointing the fingers, but Dion ain't pointing no fingers. Thank Dion was you. doing. Thank mm. you very much. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah, you very but much. You know what I'm saying? Saying? Yeah. For me, it's what Stacey said at Stead, yeah, like, whether this was to promote, do his career, whatever, fair enough, but for me, I just feel like there's certain things you don't use, but that's based on my morals. There's just certain things that you don't use to further yourself. When it's people's realities, when it's people's, when you're messing people's joy, when it's mm-hmm. like stuff for people's hope. Like, again, this this is people's real life situations. Like, it's a conversation for us, mm-hmm. but there is a, some some young black boy somewhere or a few young black boys who are like, damn, like, do I actually have any hope? Mm-hmm. This is people's real lives. So for me, you don't use that to push to further your career. You, you don't do that. I, That's I, wrong. I, I don't care whether you mentioned it 50 times or whether that was part of your press run. Like, there's just things are human and people go through different things in different ways. And I just feel like to give people hope and then take that hope from them and not give reassurance. Mm-hmm. I feel like this could have been easily sorted. Mm-hmm. All you had to do was just be like, do you know what? Yes, I'm going to do that, but 
I've spoken to some like you knew what the you know what the issues were in that in that community mm-hmm. before you took the job. You knew that they weren't really getting sponsorships. They weren't really being paid attention to by these yeah. companies or whatever. So, are you doing anything to keep in place? But no, but no, 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 no. But you can't do things. You can't be loud about your mission. You can't be loud about your calling and then leave people high and dry and then be like, "Well, this part I'm going to keep secret." No, the thing is that that he he brought hope to the hopeless, right? And um, he's now in he's indicted because he did his job well. Mm. Do you understand? Mm. He did his job well. Yes, bro. If he came in and he was bollocks. Okay. This wouldn't be a problem. Thank yeah. you very much. And, and no, no, but my, my thing is, Emmanuel, I could understand. That makes sense. I, I could I understand it. where yeah. they're coming from. It's like me losing a daughter or a son. God forbid. And um, me not knowing whether they're dead or not, right? Mm. They're just missing. And somebody comes and tells me, yeah, I saw them here. I am living in that, uh, that constant yeah, state yeah. Mm-hmm. of I might see them. They mm. might be finished. I'd yeah. rather know that they're dead mm. than have a hope that they might be alive. Literally. Yeah. Do you understand? So you mm. kind of pull the rug. Yeah. He was too good. He yeah. was too good. And, and the thing is, Ben, I, I fully get you and I understand, but I just think maybe it is, uh, uh, it should be something which basically makes us open up our mindset. And like Mark was saying also, stop looking to one person to save us. We've done this for centuries. One person dead, we're finished. Mm. One person does something you don't like, you criticize him. And, and it needs to stop. It needs to stop. Do, do you know what the problem is with, with that though? Is that when one, when one person comes along, they don't come along and ask for a team. They come along and take it on as if they're able to handle it alone. So when so when when you then quit, of course we're gonna have like, come on, man, it's clear. We're, of course, of course we're gonna act confused. Of course we're gonna feel like okay, this one person's done. Every one person, every individual that's come up has not said, you know what, guys, I cannot do this. I have not ex- have not expressed. Mm-hmm. I cannot do this on my own. I need. We need more of us to do this all together. Mm-hmm. People really say that. People people love. The the um the fame the clout mm. the the love they get from the community for being that one figurehead that when you quit you're acting confused as to why people are like holding you accountable of course they are like these things is just so of course they're gonna hold you accountable no, no. only people that I agree with yeah on the situation yeah anything that they want to say about Dion yeah mm. are the people from Jackson State mm. and yeah that's that's true and any of them any of them kids mm. that committed to go there because of him <laughs> because of yeah. Dion because of him yes and you ain't gonna be there yes. yeah. They could call him all types of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree with that. Exactly. Anybody else don't get involved in his business, man. Real Facts. talk. Facts, man. <laughs> all right. Oh, man. Uh, that's a quick one. <laughs> so basically, today's topic of the day was meant to be on the talented temp, yeah? Wait, that's not the topic of the day? No. That's why I said <laughs> <laughs> This would be kind of quick. I think it'll be kind of quick anyway. I'm, I'm, ba- I've got you on a timer. <laughs> so basically... Um, the great W.E.B. Du Bois, right? So, yeah, let me just do a side thingy. Stacey. Du Bois. That's what I'm saying, but American every black American say Du Bois. But it's Du Bois. It's definitely yeah. Du Bois. What's Du Bois? Du Bois. No, that's his name, isn't it? Who? Um, he was a black leader. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> say, what's Du Bois? <laughs> <laughs> he said his name. He said who? Du <laughs> <laughs> <The> Bois. <laughs> <laughs> but but basically, yeah, and again, just say, see, Booker T. Washington is not a sellout. Please do the history. He's not a sellout. sellout. Anyway, so W.E.B. Du Bois, right, he came up with a theory called the Talented Tenth. And basically his whole thing was that the most influential 10% of our of the black community, we need to focus on educating them. So this may be the, the, the ministers, this may be the doctors who are already educated, I guess, um, people who are spokespeople, People who have certain positions in, in, in the um, black community, right? The, the top 10%. He 
we should focus on educating them so that they can pretty much get into a position of power to influence certain things to bring about the betterment of the 90%, right? Um, so that they, I guess they improve, obviously, the socioeconomic and political uh, reality of, of black people as a whole. So he mentioned people like, like I said, the um, ministers and people of that day, spokespersons and, 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 you know, professional men and women. Today, who would be that, that top 10%? In your opinions, influencers, TikTokers, and is is it valid for us to even <laughs> think of it in that way? Yeah, absolutely not. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, our rappers? Mhm. Yeah. K Trap, ZZ Mills. <laughs> it's warm. To be honest with you, yeah. ZZ Posty, K Trap. Yes. I was Boxy Malone. I was <laughs> Come on, man. So I don't name names. It's a friend oh, of also what, what it is they do. What oh, they do. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I missed, I'll be honest, I missed the explanation. As, as I was in, so stuck on the boy, on the boys. You're talking about different <laughs> different um, occupations? Yes, yes. Doctors? Yep. Scientists? Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Do you, do you feel like that's what it is or that's what it should be? That's basically what, what I'm basically saying. Because in his time, it was more so spokespeople, professional men and women, yeah. ministers, stuff yeah. like that. Who who would be the ten percent that we most black people will listen to today? Oh, yeah. What's that, Uncle? Football. Yeah, right. What? Yeah. Okay. I think we will listen to him. He's in, like a. In regards to. Player. What though? Oh, sorry. In in terms of like the people that we should educate, right? Yeah. To basically going to certain areas and um, basically use their influence and, and benefit the 90% of them. Oh, so you want, actual, you want actual names of people that exist? No, 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 just professions. Oh, professions, okay. And uh, who do we kind of... Why do you keep smiling? Because <laughs> you know, now that I'm, I'm up to speed, yeah. I mean, how stupid is it? and CC. You're a nuisance. But is, is, isn't that maybe a, a good shout out? No. I think, I, Someone I like Zizi, who's I, on TV, got, she's a presenter, she, she's now on Channel 4. I think there are certain um, influencers mm-hmm. that people could listen to. Okay. I don't know if Zizi's. I, I like Zizi, I respect yeah. Zizi, but I don't think that um, it's that like, it's not a universal, let's all li- listen to Zizi. She gets criticized more than anything else, okay. even when she is making sense. Yeah, yeah, all the time. Okay. Um, so professions, same with no one in politics, because you know how those guys, how they, what side they're on. Mm. I was, I think it's easier to say names, you know, with, than it's that, Remember, these people are not necessarily, they're not perfect. These are just people that we feel like, generally in society as black people, we kind of look up to, we hold them a certain esteem. Yeah. Yeah. So let's maybe focus on educating those people mm. so that they can maybe use their skills in other ways so that we can benefit from it. That makes I think Sums is one of them. Okay, cool. All the things that he's done in terms of like giving black black students scholarships, in terms of publishing deals, like there's so many black authors and authoresses who have been able to come out since he did all of that stuff. That mm-hmm. is iconic in itself. Um, who else is there? Is it teaching them so they have the knowledge to do better for us, or just people that we see as a figurehead? It's, um, it's both. Both. So who you see as a figurehead, yeah. so that we can then. Like educate so they can and, do better. And does their education take away from from our our education? No, no, no. It, it'll probably maybe if it, let's just say it's someone like um um Stormzy, right? Yeah. And he he didn't do the whole um Oxford thing. Yeah. Right, or Cambridge. I can't mm. remember which one it is. And then we educated him and then he started to do the Oxford. But who's the we? 
Who's the we that's educating these, okay, these, it's, these it's, people? It's basically maybe other people who are in that 10% who, are, who have knowledge of these things. Okay. So let's just say, let's just say, for argument's sake, yeah. Akala was there. But, and but because they don't have fame and notoriety, rather than use the people who are actually going to teach Stormzy, for example, you want to use someone who's a celebrity who's got a face, whatever. Exactly. But is that to go into certain rooms or is that to speak to it's, it's both, yeah. the people? So go into certain rooms. So basically Dubois was, um, his main concern was about um, politics. Yeah. So this is where he kind of differed with Booker T. Washington, by the way, because mm. Booker T. was more so um, let's just build things with our own hands. Yeah. Do for self. I don't know how this is a sellout, but yeah. Dubois is more so let's kind of get into politics yeah. so we can influence certain change. Mm. So he's basically saying those particular people that we see as the ten percent, let's try and educate them so they can get into, like you said, open doors, get into certain rooms, mm. so that hopefully certain things can change at the top that benefit us down yeah. because no civilization ch is built from that way. It's that way. Mm. That, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What you yeah. Saying? So who, who would be that 10% though? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> would, you, would you say footballers? Stacy said his name's not Dubois. Yeah, this is, this is. Uh, no, American, I don't know. No, she said it's spelled, it's spelled it's like the French, like yeah. the French but yeah. it's not pronounced like the French. It's pronounced Dubois. Because you can pick yeah. and choose how you want to pronounce <laughs> things. I guess so, yeah. First of all, I mean, they say, they say alumnum. Where's it from? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wild We're doing this. You are moving mad. Sorry, this man. So, joking, joking. Where's Dubois from? Oh, Dubois. It's American. American. Exactly. Black, so. black American. So it's, then it's not Dubois American, then. So she will know. Exactly. So she's right. Yeah, it's Dubois. I'm not saying she's wrong. Yeah, okay. Your last sentence will say otherwise, but okay. <laughs> um, I don't know, actually. Because they take English words and spell them different. That's and they, they speak English. That's cold. That's actually cold. Yeah. So... No, when you take it in, they speak English. <laughs> the language is called English, but they took the English word and then changed it and said it's still the word. Can you imagine? That's cold. So it's two boys, man. <laughs> I can't really think of any names, you know. Not necessarily names, like professions. What professions? More so. I but if you want to mention be, names, that's fine as well. I did. it should be like people in, in the politics. Like, yeah, people in politics. Yeah, every profession, yeah, obviously politics, certain entertainers, whether it, be, whether it be athletes. Yeah. Um, entertainers, you know, whatever. Preachers, doctors, execs, yeah, doctors, scientists, financial giants, yeah. and politicians. That's what Jinan just said in in the chat. Yeah, what did yeah. she say, bro? Say that again, uh, Preachers, mm -hmm. <coughs> doctors, yeah, execs, mm. financial giants, and politicians. Okay. Jules in, in the chat says social workers and teachers, and earlier specialists. School teachers, yeah. Mm. Mm. School governors and them. Yeah, he said the institutional racism starts from from there early. So if you break that bond, investigate community issues to fix that. Yeah, good point, good point. Hmm. So if, if we were to then say, okay, you know, this is the 10%, does it make sense for us to then put that pressure on them? Do you know what? Heavy is the head that wears a crown, in it? Mm. But are we putting that crown on their head? It depends. Some people put the crown on their own heads. This is my point earlier I was making. Some people love everything that comes with um, that figure. Mm -hmm. Then when they take a full step or they do something that people the masses don't agree with yeah. they're like oh I'm not the only one anyway you use too much pressure mm. but you loved it when you were getting love so now you're getting criticism now you want to cry by it but some people are not necessarily let, let's just assume that they're not trying to be the most influential people yeah. but we identify them as that yeah. and we say we want to do this da, 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 so that yeah. you know like I said earlier is that fair to put that pressure onto them but is it you know in this scenario right mm -hmm. is this their official job now so once you finish your, your teaching, mm. you are now the spokesperson or the whatever. This is your role. So you have to kind of like feed us back with information. and Or is it just, is this an unofficial role? 
it's, it's unofficial, it's going, but it's an addition to what they do. So it, it's it's kind of like when you know certain footballers and entertainers say, "Oh, I don't want to be a role model. Mm. I want to mm. be a footballer. Mm. I want to be a rapper. I never asked to be a role model." Mm -hmm. But being a role model is a consequence of mm. your of your job. Yeah. If you're a footballer, kids are going to look up to you. They're going to aspire to be like you. So mm -hmm. you become a role model by default, even though yeah. that's not what you want to be. Mm -hmm. You want to be able to do what the fuck you want. Mm -hmm. But because I've got kids watching me, I've got to act a certain way. Yeah. So in this scenario you're painting, yeah. is it an official role or it's unofficial? It would be kind of unofficial. Because yeah. if it's unofficial, then I, don't, I wouldn't put that pressure on them, then it? Okay. Because they don't have to do anything with this mm. uh, knowledge, per se. I mean, but I, I guess it's more so. Uh, l l it's kind of like you know, like I, I mentioned maybe a few weeks ago when I was saying, ah, oh, maybe we should all come together, some type of conference, and you know, this whole black code thing, right? Mm -hmm. And then we as a people said, okay, you know what? Being humble here, I recognize I'm not one of the ten percent, but you guys are. Is it okay for us to kind of you know throw some of our resources at you so that you guys can effectively because they're more productive, they can multiply it much more than we can. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully it benefits us all. Mm -hmm. So they've agreed. Let's just say they've agreed, mm -hmm. right? So you've got, for lack of a better name, um, Akala in there who's holding certain classes and infusing these 10% with a yeah. certain type of consciousness so that anything they do mm. is kind of having black community in, in the forefront of the mind. Thank you very much. So, but I'm still saying, is it right for us to put that pressure on them? And if they were to fail and maybe not complete the mission, is it right for us to then just say, look at this, another person who not serious, just that in the third? Do you know what is Not it? really. Go on. No, go on. No, because what what is a successful mission in terms of time frame? Mm. You know what I mean? Because it's not like the mission is easy. So if you fail the mission, it's because you maybe faced too many barriers, too many hurdles, and you, you know, you, you fell short. Everyone, you know, mm. tries and fails, trial and error. Mm -hmm. So as long as there's evidence of effort mm -hmm. and evidence of, you know, attempts, then I guess that's all you can kind of be be, be, be judged by. Mm. But if there's, if you're walking down the road and there's a, there's a brick wall there yeah. and you've made it to the wall, but you just can't get over this brick wall for whatever reason, mm -hmm. you've still attempted it. You still tried. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. But, but again, is that good enough for the black community? It's, it's yeah, but. For this time period, obviously, if, if the mission wasn't complete, then it's not good enough because we didn't get what we wanted out of it. Mm -hmm. But maybe that walk towards that wall is progress. And then someone else can pick up from the point you stopped at and maybe that next person can bash down that wall, innit? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like Brent said in the chat, Oli said tech geniuses. I think that's definitely... That's feature, yeah. yeah, man, that's definitely a, a good shout right there, man. Technology and education. Um, all right, cool. I think we can, we've touched on it enough. <laughs> All right, nice. Let's get into our next headlines. Okay, so the next um, headline is based on the previous headline about um, the home, home office basically bringing out this report and trying to implement banning and detention of um, illegal immigrants, right? So the report partially endorsed by the Home Secretary uh, Suella Braverman calling for a radical crackdown on those seeking asylum has been criticised by a UN body for factual and legal errors. Braverman wrote the foreword to the report by the right-leaning Centre for Policy Studies that says, if necessary, Britain should change human rights laws and withdraw from the European Convention on Human Rights in order to tackle channel crossings by small boat. The report, which was co-authored by Theresa May's former advisor Nick Timothy, 
recommended the indefinite detention of all asylum seekers who enter the UK illegally and that ministers should legislate to make it impossible to claim asylum in the UK after travelling from a safe country. Right? But the UN, the UNHCR, the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, questioned the report's description of illegal for people seeking asylum, a term also used by Braverman and the Home Office in official documents. So there's no such thing as an illegal asylum seeker. The indefinite detention of those seeking asylum based solely on their mode of arrival would punish people in need of help and protection and constitute a clear breach of the United Kingdom's obligations under the 1951 Refugee Convention. And that's a statement that was made by the UNHCR. Also went on to say, a blanket ban on claiming asylum in the UK for those arriving on small boats would also breach the Refugee Convention. If, the, if this results in refugees having no means to establish their status and places them at risk of enforced return to their own countries. Access to asylum should never be contingent on mode of arrival or nationality. The only way to establish whether people are refugees is through a fair and efficient determination of their claims. The next headline is a trigger warning here. It's very sad. It's about strep A that's been going around. I'm sure you guys have been hearing it on the news. And um, a 12-year-old child from London, unfortunately, has died from a severe strep A bacterial infection. Staff at Coles School in Lee in London, which is uh, the year eight student, which the year eight student attended, said the tragedy was wholly unexpected. Deaths like this are rare, but since September, six other UK children have lost their lives due to complications of the disease. Of those six, five were under five in England. The other was a seven-year-old in Wales. Reports say that there are eight cases of severe strep disease in Scotland, but no deaths. Hopefully, it stays that way. It's not known whether there are any ongoing cases in Wales and Northern Ireland. The headmaster of that particular school, Richard Russell, said, this wholly unexpected tragedy has affected all members of the school community, including pupils, parents and staff. We are doing what we can to support the pupils' family who are seeking to come to terms with their devastating loss. Health experts say parents and doctors need to be vigilant and have a low bar for treating the contagious disease that is circulating earlier than usual this year. They say the UK must brace itself for more cases as levels of the bacteria circulating are thought currently to be high. Most strep A infections are mild and get better with antibiotics, but some people who catch it can get very sick. And the last headline for this section is based on Ngozi, Miss Ngozi Fulani, who we spoke about last week, who had um, her running with um, Ladybird. So <laughs> a black British charity boss who was repeatedly asked um, where she was really from during a royal reception says that she has suffered horrific abuse on social media after speaking out. Miss Ngozi Fulani said her family has been under immense pressure, but she has been heartened by messages of support. Her comments came after she felt she was interrogated by Lady Suzanne Hussey at Buckingham Palace last Tuesday. Lady Hussey has since left her honorary role within the royal household. Miss Ngozi, who had been at the palace representing the London-based charity Sister Space, which supports women of African, African and Caribbean heritage who have faced domestic and sexual abuse, felt she has, to, she has had to highlight an issue which occurs on an all-too-regular basis. In a statement, Ms. Fulani has described her experiences since speaking out as an emotional whirlwind. She also said, the last week has been an extremely difficult time for us all at Sister Space. My team, family and I have been put under immense pressure and received some horrific abuse via social media. Yet throughout this time, I have been heartened by the huge amount of support we have received. The BBC um, understands that Lady Hussey still remains willing to make a personal apology should it be welcomed. That's the end of the headlines.
All right, nice. Let's get into Word and Road. Okay, so in sad news this morning, um, Kirsty Alley, the actor, she has sadly passed away at the age of 71. She um, was in Cheers and a few other bits. I think when you see her, you recognise her. But um, yeah, she sadly passed away from cancer at the age of 71. And her daughter's put a statement on her Instagram and it says, to all our friends far and wide around the world, we are sad to inform you that our incredible, fierce and loving mother has passed away after a battle with cancer only recently discovered. She was surrounded by her closest family and fought with the great strength, leaving us with a certainty of her never-ending joy of living and whatever adventures, adventures lie ahead. As iconic as she was on screen, she was an even more amazing mother and grandmother. We are grateful to the incredible team of doctors and nurses at the Moffitt's Cancer Centre for their care. Our mother's zest and passion for life, her children, grandchildren, and her many animals, not to mention her internal joy of creating, were unparalleled and leave us inspired to live life to the fullest just as she did. We thank you for your love and prayers and ask that you respect our privacy at this difficult time. With love always, Drew and Lily Parker. And um, her co-star, jo Joy, John Travolta, he also put up a tribute and he said, um, Kirsty was one of the most, yeah, was one of the most special relationship, uh, relationships I've ever had. Um, he says, I love you, Kirsty. I know we will see each other again. And also Kelsey Grammar, he said, I always believed grief for a public figure is a private matter, but I will say I loved her. And um, yeah, she's had a lot of love um, pouring in. You definitely recognise her. She looks very familiar. Um, yeah, she's had a lot of people showing her love and, yeah, just sad bit yeah. of news and hopefully the family can get through that in yeah. time. Don't, don't put the picture up. Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah, man. And then also, um, so Jill Scott, do you guys listen to Jill Scott? Yep. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you used to. I, I've not heard the music for it for forever. Know? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I, I think I listen, I think I probably recognise her songs, but I don't, Intentionally listen to her, but I am going to now actually. But, but basically, she had a tour planned to celebrate the 23rd anniversary, which I think is absolutely black excellence. Mm. The 23rd anniversary of her album, Who Is Jill Scott? Words and Sounds, Volume 1. And so she was going to go on a, on a world tour, basically, to celebrate that. But this was in early 2020, obviously, mm. the pandemic. So it was moved. And so she's back. It's now coming back. And I remember that she had London shows as well that got cancelled. So people can probably still get tickets for that. Um... So she said, my band and I were so excited three years ago, but the damn COVID shut us down. Now we outside. Come see me. Come feel again. Relive your favourite moment. You're ready to settle down and get with this. It's a lot of love here. So, yeah, I'm going to listen to her music. I might just actually, actually go because it's lit. And then my last bit of news for you today. Um, yesterday, the internet was feeling so very um, bad for Molly May. Mm. So she was in... Dubai, is it Dubai? Or wherever it is that Tommy is camping, mm. doing his boxing things. But yeah, so she was there and she had like a, it was like a, this interview with like this boxer guy that does interviews or whatever. And then he was kind of asking her about like, first of all, yeah, anyway, he was like, to, so obviously she's pregnant, yeah, and he was going to ask about her pregnancy and he was like, how is that going? And I'm like, pointed to her belly. And she was like, that's such a man thing. I think we need to stop giving men um, excuses for not knowing basic things. She's carrying a baby. But anyways, whatever. Um, yeah, so he was like, oh, like, how's it going? And, like, Tommy, like, is Tommy listening out? Like, I kind of just asking, like, what Tommy's been like. Mm. And it was so sad because she basically was saying how, like, he's been so focused on his old boxing thing 
that it's like he even forgets she's pregnant sometimes. Mm. And she has to remind him, like, you know the baby's going to be here, like, in two months' time. Mm. And it just made people feel feel really bad for her because you can kind of tell in her... You could see that she was sad about it and you can see that she was going to cry about it. And obviously, she's got um, PCOS, so for her to have been able to... And something else, but for her to be able to get pregnant anyway is such a massive blessing. And obviously, the hormones that come in pregnancy and all that, all the stress that comes with it, it was just sad because she, she was kind of talking as if like she's kind of going through it alone kind of thing. And she was talking about how, you know, with her friends, that like she sees people, you see people like, you know, the partner's all involved in the shopping and all that kind of stuff. And she was saying how with her, it's more like doing all these things via FaceTime and having to do that. And she was like, he, he forgets that she's pregnant sometimes and he's just so focused on training that I guess he's not as focused on the baby as she would want him to be. And that's sad. It was, yeah, it was, it was quite sad to be honest. But um, so sure did you not train? Um, I think you can. I think, I think you can pause your career when you got a child coming to the world. What when you got a fight coming? Is there, has he got a fight on the way? I'm not too sure now. Or is he just training for training? I'm not sure. So, Even if he's got a fight on the way, I think there's no. If he's got a fight on the way, he's got to stop being stupid. He's got to get his shape. For yeah, but you can do that without forgetting that your partner's pregnant. He forgot that she's pregnant. He's concentrating on his fight. He knows she's pregnant. You can see her belly. The baby's in your belly. You're not even, I'm fight. I got a fight. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't understand what we're doing here. What, if he's what, just let training, me tell you what I'm doing. I'm do, what sake. I'm doing is reporting Wedding Road. And I'm telling you what Molly if? said, which is that she's. She said couldn't even beat forgets. dad and the baby's not even born. No, she said he forgets she's pregnant sometimes. She, has he got a fight coming? That's all I want to know. I don't know. That would be for you to know. You're the you lead You're the Word on the road. Are you okay? Wedding Road is not boxing. That is your segment. <laughs> so you need to get your shit together. That's for you to prove indeed. I'm telling you the Word on Road. And the Word on Road is that this man is forgetting that his girl's pregnant. He's because he's remembering he's got a fight coming. Well, actually, I don't know. If he's got a fight coming, then I'll hear him. If not, then he's doing too much. I can't lie to you anyway. Whether you got a fight coming or whatever it is, you've I've been pregnant for what seven months now. You should have had some sense because he was out here cancelling fights for uh, what, what other reason was it last time? His visa didn't work, even though he, d- he didn't need a visa to get in. But no, somehow... they, they've been banned from America, you know. That's that's why that's why a few couldn't go and he couldn't go as well. Oh, is it? They've been banned from yeah. America. Okay, yeah. fair. But my thing is when you when your partner's pregnant, I think because women are pregnant all the time. Men just think it's just a walk in the park. And for <laughs> someone who's got health complications as well with her, mm. it's, a, it's a serious thing, man. What's, what's, God, take this pregnancy thing too far, though, man. Like, for the most part, the baby's safe, like, it's in the belly. Like, it's doing the job. Like, you, now you're telling me I've got to come and do all this. Like, he's making all this fuss. I've got to do all this stuff. What are you talking about? Just deliver the you, rude girl. It's in the oven cooking. Let it cook up. You don't need me to do all this extra shit. That is very nature's annoying. taking his course. That, he's doing his job. I've heard you, know what you, I'm trying to say? I've heard stop, you stop, say Stop looking at me for validation, bro. No, I ain't no validation. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what no one else thinks. I don't give a shit. I've said what I said. All right, look over there. What I said what I said. Yeah, yeah, Because you didn't look me in the eye when you were saying that bullshit you were saying. No, because... You didn't look me dead in the eye. No, because, no, because you know you like to tussle. <laughs> You're a dickhead. <laughs> Listen, I've heard you say some wild stuff on this platform. That is the most ignorant shit you ever, ever said. That's wild. God, I could be a Jesus service, man. You get me? I'll bring value to the team. <laughs> you're gonna have to review your contract because <laughs> that's some bullshit. But also the other day they're meant to have a 4D scan, which is what you can obviously see the baby blah blah. But there were some issues with like a placenta. So you see, sometimes the baby is not just in there cooking mm. mugs. Sometimes there's things that's going on. It's a miracle to actually have a baby. You know, it's Mom. not. Easy, it's not easy. Thing. <laughs> you're ridiculous. You're not gonna be the last one to ever find I'm pregnant. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm gonna have to be on like some kind of phase to return or something. You're ridiculous. But she was talking about like wanting to get the 4D scan and she was saying how um, because of the placenta and blah, 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 she wasn't able to see the baby's face and it was just not, 
it just wasn't doing what it was doing. I think even like with her baby, it doesn't kick the way, because due to, her, I think her health complications, mm. the baby doesn't kick the way, you know, it's, it should, she should be kicking kind of thing. So it's all just really complicated stuff. And um, it's just sad. I think people just felt, felt really sad for her and almost kind of saw it as like a cry for help. But mm. hopefully, to be honest, in his training camp or wherever, wherever he is, he can take her, he can come up for air and see that these things are affecting her. Because obviously you can tell that she's still trying to be supportive and she was at his, you know, whatever show, yeah. wherever it was, and trying to be supportive. But obviously you can you can tell it was so visible that it's taking a toll on her. But sending love to Molly, as always, and hopefully men understand and take pregnancy more seriously. What's what's that PTOS thing you said? PTOS is polycystic um ovaries. Okay. Yeah. So it affects your um ability to be able to get pregnant and stuff like that. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, Mm-mm, cut the camera's mic. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't know what you're going with, him, but I'm scared. <laughs> well, yeah, that is all from me. Thank God. <laughs> Let's get to the people's journal. All right. So, welcome to the people's journal. I give you the news from an economics point of view. So, the first thing I wanted to mention, which I'm pretty sure will make people happy, um, is that employees. Going to the government, well, at least, well, this is something that they propose anyway, I should mm. say. Uh, employees can basically ask for a flexible working day from day one. So basically, you know how you can work from home and all that type of stuff there? Mm. You know, sometimes you've got to settle in, make sure you pass probation and all them type of situations. Oh, yeah, there. and you've got to be on your best behavior. All of that, You're exactly. all the work, drinks, mm-hmm. everything. Yes. Well, the government said, relax, guys. Employees will be given the right to ask for flexible working from the first day at the new job. That's sick. Doesn't mean the company will say Yes. <laughs> Honestly, they're not going to say yes. Yeah. Because flexible working is a perk. Because like my job is flexible working anyway, mm. even before COVID. Mm-hmm. But it's like days on, days off, whatever. But you had to you had to be there for like six months. You had to pass probation mm. before you could start doing flexible working. But mm. Yeah. Well, well, according to law, what they're saying is, um, un- well, the current law anyway, mm-hmm. you have to wait till you're in the job for 26 weeks. Six months. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. But yeah, so they're basically saying it's new legislation. From day one, you can pretty much ask for it. Can I ask you a question? Why do the government do that? Because you're saying it's a, they're saying it's a new legislation, mm. but it's still up to the employers. Yeah, and most employers yeah. are going to say no. So, what is it? This this has no substance. I think some. You know when you you kind of you make it one of those things where like it becomes the culture, but it's not enforced. Okay, okay, I yeah. think it's kind of like one of those things that they want to oh, okay. make. Yeah, okay. that's that's the impression I'm getting from this anyway. And they're also trying to introduce laws that make it easier for people to get on, who have low incomes to get second jobs as well. Because you know thought, some huh? couldn't you do that? Yeah, yeah, but you know some jobs say, "Ah, oh, nah, you're here." So, oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I used to read your contracts. You know, thank you very much. People actually get fired for that. You don't know that you're not allowed to have another job. Yeah, and then you get got one day, mm-hmm. and you don't have any job. There you go. So yeah, man, this is this is basically what they're trying to do. Obviously, since the whole COVID lockdown thing, people are more used to working from home and things of that nature. So they're trying to put certain things in place to kind of fit with the times, isn't it? You know. But even on top of that, the trades union congress basically saying, look, government, you have to do more, man. You have to do more. Flexible working is something that is kind of the norm now. They're saying, so we need more than this to kind of help people um, feel more comfortable in their place of work and actually. Yeah, they do certain things that kind of benefit them, especially yeah. when you get the same level of productivity out of them anyway. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about is uh, this lady who... Um, is, uh, did you kind of mention this already? Well, I think you kind of intimated it at some point. Maybe just now or maybe another time. Anyway, so this lady, 
she got she got defrauded, man. She's old. Well, sorry, she's not old. She's fifty three years old. But um, yes, yeah, uh, and her bank is saying we ain't gonna give you the money back. So basically, what happened, and this, the reason why I mention this is because obviously I know a lot of people are going towards like Monzo, Revolut, and yeah. stuff like that, and not obviously like the the bigger banks that we're used to from mm-hmm. you know ten years ago, or whatever. So this was her situation because it's Revolut. They're saying we ain't giving you the peas back, man. And you know how sometimes if you go to certain banks, like say something was to happen, there's an eighty five thousand compensation thing in it. So if you get defrauded or if the bank collapses or something like that, yeah. Yeah, you get your peas back up to that amount. Revolut haven't signed up to that. And obviously, most people don't know that because no, mm. nobody really checks in it. So, yeah. So, anyway, long story short, this is what happened. So, she got um, a call, basically, from, like, Virgin Money Bank, right? They called her up, basically said, oh. Um, so, yeah, so she put her details into the fortunate website. She got a call from the people behind the website saying that we are Virgin Money and we want to make sure that, obviously, this isn't fake, this, that, and the third. Um, they asked her to, to to basically give the details, transfer this money from her Revolut into this particular account, which is what she did. But all, all the while, Revolut's obviously sending her texts to basically say, yo, is this real? Like, are you mm. really doing this? But the person on the phone who's aware is knowing the texts are going to come through. is trying to distract us. Like, la, 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 just focus on this. We need to get this done quickly. Da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden, £8,000 gone from her Revolut. Money that she'd been trying to save up for a holiday, save up for her grandson. Yeah, all gone, man. Yeah, but she can't get. She shouldn't get that back. Well, in, in, if it's another bank, I think they'll be more willing to give it back to her. There might be a conversation when they do fraud. Like, there's fraud where people come and take your stuff, where they obtain your information and yeah. take it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. That's deceptive stuff. But then the ones where people, where they've like, where you've been coerced into giving you information, mm-hmm. that's a choice that you made for yourself. You give someone yeah. the information and done the transfer. So why mm-hmm. are they paying you back for? Because I, I think it's just because other banks sometimes they look at they at least investigate. Like basically, she lost money from Virgin Money as well. Okay. So Virgin Money haven't just said no, we ain't giving it to you. They're okay. still investigating. So I think she's thinking why. Yeah, is once that- they do the investigation, it's like you made this transfer, you sent it to someone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah man but basically yeah th- th- what makes it uh, like an open and shut case with Revolut though is that they haven't signed up to that whole code I was talking about that aims to reimburse customers for that type of fraud and stuff like that and also they're not even they're not a UK bank as well yeah. so yeah it's, it's basically an e-money company that offers digital banking services so it doesn't have a UK banking license and all that type of stuff there oh, yeah apparently they applied for one January 2021 but they're still waiting for the out- <laughs> for they're the outcome. lying man <laughs> they applied for it you know yeah so that's the situation with that man unfortunately um next thing i kind of touched on this before which is kind of good news though it's just basically saying that the average two-year fixed rate mortgage has fallen below six percent i mentioned this maybe about a week ago or two weeks ago um but yeah but basically um what's emerged is that the best deal available right now um they charge interest as low as 4.6 percent which is which is really good, man. I, I don't think I definitely didn't expect this to be the case. Mm. But basically, yeah. Like I said, um it dipped below six percent, five point nine nine percent, five point seven eight percent. That's the average for a five year fixed rate, um five year fixed deal on your mortgage. But to see something as low as four point six percent, I think that's really it's really like promising to be fair. <laughs> so hopefully that continues, man. Um also Last few things I wanted to mention is, um, obviously, despite this whole recession that we're in, like I said before, it's official. We are in a recession and it's looking like we may go into continuing the recession into 2023. What they're saying is that car sales have jumped up 23.5 percent. 
Hate to so see it. people got money, man. I, I don't know how this is possible, but <laughs> there's people out there who got money, man. <laughs> and what they're saying is, um, yeah, um, the the new car market. So obviously, this is not necessarily, um, like previous owner type cars. This is you actually going and getting your own a fresh new car type thing that that's grown for the fourth month running, um, in November. And yeah, like I said, registrations have jumped up by twenty three point five percent. Um, it's the highest November sales total since two thousand nineteen. Around COVID times and that, so it was really kind of promising, man. It seems that economy, um, there's there's something to be said that it, it could be like you know, growing and whatnot, man. And the very last thing I wanted to mention is, um, in terms of like your retailers and all that type of stuff. Remember, again, we spoke about this before, how because of inflation, there's a lot of sales going, like you know, the sales basically have decreased. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were, were reporting losses. Um, and things of that nature. But however, what they're saying is because of the whole <laughs> the situation right now, the winter that we're in, certain UK retailers, their sales have been boosted because people are investing in winter coats oh, yeah. and hot water bottles. You seem like a hot water bottle type person. I'm thing. not, you know. Serious? Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Mm. I only recently became an electric blanket, babe. Oh, is it? Yeah, I'm just more of a dress warm girl. Mm. Oh, well, I'm not a water bottle. Yeah, I've just never... Uh, it's like lavish, just carrying extra things around. Mm. Yeah, man, safe money. Do you know what you said? Hot water bottle, babe. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it, man. Um, yeah, hopefully things continue. So yeah, today's a bit of positive news, man. We jump. <laughs> today's a bit of positive news with the economy. Like nice. I said, hopefully it continues that way. But yeah, that's it for the People's Journal. Thank you. Let's get into asking for a friend. Right, okay, so blessings, kings and queens. May God continue to grow and bless you in taking this much needed platform to the highest of heights. Amen. We've never had something like this and I can't wait till the rest of our culture clock onto what the day ones like me have been blessed with. Okay, a friend of mine had one big truth that he held back from his now fiance whilst being honest about everything else. Now she's discovered the big lie and doesn't trust him at all. <laughs> the big <laughs> the big truth he held back was that he used to be the leader of a violent gang who carried out armed robbery. However, all of his gang members had either died or had been locked up. He was never caught or arrested for his part in the gang. He owns a chain of MOT garages. How she found out, she befriended the girlfriend of one of his incarcerated crew and the connection with her boyfriend and hers came up randomly one day. When she got home, she asked him about it, about it and he told her, she feels that there's a whole side of him that she doesn't have a clue about and wonders what else he's been hiding from her. He's lost her trust and he wants to know how to fix this. Any advice would be appreciated. Hmm. I'm going to let you kings go on. I was, send, I, was send, I was sending addresses. I didn't concentrate. I need to go back and read. Sorry. Use our talk. Go I thought Marcus was going first because it's more up his lane. I never heard a word that got said. <laughs> I never heard a word. <laughs> no, a single okay. word. I'm going to read it now. Okay, let me, okay, let me, let me start then. Yeah. But basically, so I don't like lies. Whether it's omitted, whether it's whatever it is, I just don't, I don't like it. And I think with something like this, where it did involve crime, we've, on this platform, talking about so many, we've spoken about many crimes that comes up to catch up with you at some point. And I think with his, where it involves violence, I feel like he should have been honest about it. Because in a way, indirectly, but maybe without realising, he does put in some kind of danger. 
Do you get me? Mm. So, um, <laughs> let's see. So, so personally, I don't know that the trust can be revived, and I would be on her wave of um, something else you're hiding. But I think I would just what I would my advice would be to have the conversation, have a conversation with him again, and be like anything that's on the table, anything at all, just tell me. Mm. Basically, I don't know. Just because he withheld that information doesn't mean that he's got other things to hide. He that that's his old life. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants to forget about it, leave it in the past, and move forward in a positive manner. He may have feared that if he told her about his gang activities and his past life, it might it might be a uh, deterrent. It might put her off. Yeah. And because he's left that life behind in his mind, it's no longer an issue. It's no longer a factor. Mm-hmm. So why bring it up and make it a negative situation? I guess. I mean. Yeah, I get you. But I think for me, yeah, if you um, if you, so basically, if someone doesn't if someone doesn't tell me something because they forgot, I can accommodate for that. Mm. But if you don't tell me, because you feel like this might have put me off your whatever, that's an intentional lie by mission. And for me, I just feel like never ever take someone else's opportunity to make an informed decision for themselves because of your selfish reasons. No, but what if you felt you don't need to know? She would kind of need to know though. Why would she need to know? How's it affecting him? He's a legit man. He's got three MLT yeah. businesses. Now, but yeah, then but we don't know that it might not come up again. And then we don't know what, what could possibly come up. No, I but think when it comes to, so when it comes to like crimes and stuff that's illegal, it's you not, can be living is, your best life and it comes no, no, She didn't ask for a CV. She has to know all of his places of employment. No, but let me finish my sentence. If When it comes to illegal activities, at any point it can come back to bite you. So don't have me here in the dark. And then one day, all of a sudden now, you something comes up. Now you've got to go to jail. Now it's worse because now I committed to you. Yeah, but so we're, now yeah, but talk, no, no, but to tell her that, oh yeah, I robbed a man back in the day, by the way. Yeah, but we're, like, we're assuming what? that he's still got one foot in. He might have everything patterned. He may have left that life behind. There's no residuals. There's no consequences. There's nothing that's coming back, can it? He knows it. He knows you're not in danger. Be, you be my girl, you're not in danger. Mm. I've left that life behind. It's behind me. I don't want to bring it up because it may be deterrent to you. It's not a factor normal. Yeah, but that's my that's what I have an issue with. I think if you if you don't tell me something because you may think it might be a deterrent to me, yeah. what you're taking is my right. You're taking away my right to actually make an informed decision whether I want to go or stay. That for me is even more that's worse for me than you being like, oh, do you know what? That's my past life. I just left it behind and that was it. If you actively don't tell me something because you think it might put me off, you're taking away my, you're taking away, you're taking away my right to make an informed decision for myself. Yeah, family. that that point I agree with you more so than saying, "Oh, you're telling me because I could be in danger or whatever." So that taking away your decision, that's that one I was yeah. But that, but that's if like like you said, um, that's something he considered if he thought you would maybe leave him. But let's just say he doesn't think that you leave him because of that. He just thought it's in the past. I'm a changed man. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this, that, and the third. I'm legit. I'm making sure you're happy. Why do I need to tell you? Do you know what I, what I think it comes down to? I think it just comes down to um, each person. For me, um, and what each person's preference is, and that's why I will say he needs to have a conversation with his girlfriend because if she's someone who is like me, who does not like things omitted, that for me, I can't lie to you, that, that will put me off. I get your old life. I get that it's not everything that you share, whatever. But for me, this is something of some magnitude where your friends have died and the rest, some of them are in prison. Like That's a big thing. That's, for you to, um, this is my opinion. This is just how yeah, I see okay. things. This is me in relationships. For me, that's a big thing for you to, that's a big part of your of your life for you to live out of it. Whether you're a changed person now, then this is the more reason why this is a testimony. 
should have, t- should have told me. But this is how I roll personally. So I think what he needs to do is have a conversation with her and talk to her about how it is that he can gain her trust back and they can move forward right like that. Why should they have to tell her anything? From our past, it's got nothing to do with you. Gab don't just don't want to just divulge all this mm-hmm. information. You get what I'm trying to say, like yep. you don't tell me anything about you don't tell me nothing about your past, but you yep. want to know my history. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm trying to say, like all your skeletons are in your closet, intact, and you want to know my business. That's not affecting you. Allow it, man. But that's why I said that it's a thing of how people deal with relationships. In my relationships, I want to know. Do you, so do you tell your man all your business? I do. Well, I'm, open and, I'm open and vulnerable. Yes, I am. Because for me, yeah, the thing is, what people don't clock here, there's some things that. You, you might think that's your past, mm-hmm. but there's traits that you will have today that is a result of your past. I don't know if you guys know um, Carl Loco, right? And he was, um, he married Cassandra and they were married and he used to be like, he worked with like Terrell. You remember Terrell, Nikita's one that was knocking on the- Yeah. On, yeah, thank you, Brent. So yeah, so basically they were they were like involved in like gang violence. And Carl is also co-founder of Black Seed. Oh yes, yes, that's it. Thank you, yeah. yeah. So, um... They were all, like, he used to be, like, involved in, like, the gang life, violent life, whatever, whatever. And obviously, when he met Cassandra, it was a thing where, anyway, he was open with it and let her know, cool, 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 whatever. But as the relationship went on, yeah, went forward, there was stuff that, yes, that was his past or whatever, and we could tell that he's different now. He's a Christian now. He does mm-hmm. so much to help the community. Like, he's a different person, completely mm-hmm. different. However, why it was relevant for him to have told her about her past was because there was PTSD that he had that was showing up in their relationships. Okay. She was talking about how one time she was pregnant. I think Yeah, I think she was pregnant. Or something. Yeah, she was, anyway, they were living together. Obviously, they were married at this point. She says to him, I'm going to the shop quickly. Mm. She goes to the shop. She realized she forgot her card. Came back home. But because she told him she went to the, she, she went to the shop, he thought she was going to the shop. Mm. She comes, he obviously hears someone downstairs. His PTSD like, straight away kicked in. Mm. He held her down, like literally thought she was an intruder mm-hmm. and started to like kind of like kind of grabbed her. Mm. And she was like, Carl, it's me, it's me. And it, she was like, it took him a moment. Mm. To be able to shake out of that, that you know what I mean, that, mm. that mindset he was in. So while you might think, yeah, that's your past and that's you left that behind, blah, blah. Every single person, everything that we've been through in this life, whether good or bad, has effects on us. And so I think that it's important for your partner and the person you want to build a life with and start a family with and whatever else your goals might be in this relationship, to know what that to know about your past because then when things show up, it makes sense. There's, there's, um, I can understand why. I don't want to be in a situation where something shows up now and I don't get it. And it's like, now you have to catch me up on what it was of your past. But again, I just think it depends. It all comes down to how people want to be in relationships. Some people, if you want to, if you want to meet somebody and now your life starts from when you just met this person, that's fair. I like to know the history of who I'm dealing with. I like to know your family. I like to know all that kind of stuff because mm-hmm. that will help us moving forward. And I just think... That's what he. I think you need to have a conversation with him. So tell your boy to have a conversation with his girlfriend and see how it is that he can actually gain her trust back, and they just work on it. If it's mm. counseling, whatever it is that they can do, fair. I will give him credit because the fact that obviously she found out and then when she told him, he was open about it. Mm-hmm. That is a credit. That is a credit. That is credit to him. But I think ultimately it just depends on how it is that they see the relationship, what they want with the relationship, and how she how she rolls. Just tell her shut up, man. She's just molding for no reason. She ain't gonna do nothing. She ain't going nowhere. The things that she's got, the problem, the issues that she's got is, is something about the past. It's not about the current relationship. It sounds like he's a good husband or wherever he is or boyfriend or whatever. And and it's fine. The things that you're worried about are things from his past that ain't got nothing to do with you, that ain't got nothing to do with him anymore, that are irrelevant. You're talking about trust or whatever. You'll get over it. If not, you, if not, then you didn't care in the first place. What are you gonna do? Leave me because what? Even that, Maybe. does he have a criminal record? Is that gonna affect, like, someone in the comments about 
um, it can affect your credit score and all that, like your credit, He's like mortgages. Like, I don't care about criminal. Why do you care about criminal record? Message. Why do you care? I don't give a shit about none of this stuff. You know. If I finish my sentence, that'd be great. The businesses he's got here, you don't know whether he's got investors, whether he's not, his names are not on the businesses. There's so much stuff here for you to just be like, that's the past, just leave in the past. But again, it's how people do their relationships. So all the best to all parties involved. There's, there's, that's my advice to her. If there's, unless there's things, unless he knows every single step she's ever taken in her life. Mm. Just tell her, shut up, man. Mm. She's just being stupid. She's overreacting. So the men in the room, <clears throat> what would it be for you when it is you get into a serious relationship, that you would need to know about your missus? Oh, no, I don't have no things. We, we cross bridges when we get to it. If we have conversations and we talk about stuff. Uh, you don't plan to get married at all anyway. You don't know what I plan to do. But you said you'd... Oh, never mind. Um, Manuel. Like, I mean... Nothing. Um, because we're kind of just discounting the fact that Learning each other is about sharing our experiences. Your job don't define you. She's basically saying, oh, I never knew you used to work for the streets one time. Mm-hmm. So what? Does, does she know everybody used to work for? No, like what you just said about the whole learning thing. And I think that's part of it though. And, and, and I think it's about understanding there's a process to certain things. Just because he never mentioned it to you doesn't mean he was trying to hide it from you. The fact that you came to me and mentioned it, he openly told you everything about it. Now, all you can say in response to that is, I don't know if I can trust you. Yeah. So, so my, my thing is, it's not a case. Can you of, not trust me if the first time you brought it to me, I told, told you everything. You, everything. Oh, you can't trust yeah. me. Yeah. The reason why it. I didn't tell you is because you lack critical thinking, and this is why <laughs> we're in this position that we're in now. So the question I asked was, if you're going to marry somebody, mm. what is it important for you to know? And if it is that she'd kept this back, yeah. it would be a problem for you. Um, I can't. I can't. Just one thing. Maybe if you got sickle cell trait. All right. I was thinking the same thing. If your credit is crap, okay. completely crap, like, and obviously me linking myself with you finishes my life too. All right. So her keeping this back from you, would you have a problem with it? Yeah, I would. Okay. I'm not going to say to you, I, I, I don't trust you anymore though. I'm not an idiot because I can compartmentalize. I can understand maybe why you didn't tell me that particular thing. You know what I'm saying? For, for example, but I'm not going to now think to myself, oh, I see you in a completely different light and, and you're this and, and criminalize you almost. 100%. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm just speaking to the fact of keeping something back from somebody. We can't, that, we can't account for how that person will respond afterwards, but yeah, just 100%. talk about the principle of keeping something back. Oh, yeah, 100%. But, but, yeah, 100%. But after you've recognized this person kept it from you and you've approached them and they've openly told you everything about it. Right? Mm. You see, as like, a man, yeah? yeah? You see, as a man, yeah? Let's say you had the wife, yeah? All right, cool. So you got the wife, yeah? And then everything was um, hunky-dory, you get me? Mm. She's a good wife, you're mm. happy, yeah? She's got three salons, legit woman, business, mm. it's going on, it's cracking, yeah? yeah? All right, cool, everything's good. Yeah. Like, personally, everything's fine, yeah? yeah? Then you heard she used to be a madame. She never took part in no sex. She just used to run the place, yeah? yeah. She had a few girls. All the all her old whores are dead or in jail now. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But... She was the leader of this of this ring. Yeah. Yeah. Never took part in no sex, by the way. Just yeah. wanted to. She was just the boss. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. But that was her old life. Yeah. But she never told you. Yeah. yeah. You met one man who used to think one of her old whores. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got the information. Yeah. Come and told you. Yeah. Are you are you crying now? I would understand why she didn't tell me. So are you crying? Are you mad? Does she not trust you? Does your whole relationship bad now? No. No. Just, 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 just
as well. Huh? What? Sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> she was a bit of a madam, right? Oh man! <laughs> Who the fuck is that? You got chick me. You got chick me. Epstein's thing. That's the title. Epstein's thing. <laughs> yeah, no, no. The man would just be like, you know, our hair why you didn't even tell yeah, me that. You know I, what I, I want someone you can tell me. When she, if you sit down, yeah, you preach it to her, and then she told you. Everything. I'm not gonna lie. From I'll, the I'll dunk like, like, didn't leave no stone unturned. I'll be like, what's that talking about? I used to be a madam. I'll be, I'll be shocked. I'll be like, you speak madam? Can I? Swear yes, man. Nah. <laughs> Tell me everything. You <laughs> 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 know what I mean? But I'll, I'll get why she didn't tell me. Yeah. But, yeah. I, but it wouldn't now make you think, oh, this oh, is I can't going. trust you no more. No, no, no. no, no, no. Because I get why you admitted that information. Mm. I'm too curious to be honest, man. I like to know, know, know my person. Like, no, no, know them. Yeah, and, and someone in chat, Miss, Miss M said, sorry if I'm living, sorry, if I'm living with a violent armed robber, I would like to know. He's not a violent armed robber. What, why, why are you paying? He's, he's a businessman. He's, thank you very much. He, he was something else, just like you was something else too. No, you, you, people. To be honest, to be honest. Sir, he's not a violent armed robber. Wait, 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 he was, right? But he can still tap into that. <laughs> <laughs> if the MOT businesses go tits up, he might tap into that. Nah, man. I mean, yeah. Might as well not get with somebody in the army then. Is she gonna break up? Is she gonna break up with him? Nope. So then so what? I'll give an example. So, so if your girl doing? was a stripper, you would you want to know? Of course, you would want to know. Mm. Yeah. I would want to know. It's a past. If, if, if she is stripping, no, she was a stripper. So it was in her past, the same way his past was um, violent um, situations. Mm-hmm. Her past was stripping. Okay, I don't care. I'm asking people for their CV for their job roles. I don't give a fuck. She will need to tell me. Do you nice. Well, I want to know. Um, if she told me later on, no, she didn't tell. You. It's exactly the same scenario yeah. in this one. Is just stripping. Where in the UK or in America? Doesn't matter, babes. She's just a stripper. Do you, babes? It's fine. So you don't want to know her past? No. Okay. Me? Because what does it change? Yeah. If you if you if you got with this person, you was with this person for two years out of your life, and everything was amazing. No, but, but hold when that. you no, find out she's a stripper, do you not Let like her no more? Do you dislike her now? Go I don't on. understand. People need to help me. What's going on there? Do you dislike her now because she was a stripper, or what is she not? So she, wanna, she's not the good partner know. she was anymore. I would want to know because it affects how I, the type of things I care about. Prostitute, yes. If, but my thing is, if I'll she tells me, I'm not going to now say what more you hiding. If you're open, you sit down right next to me. I'm talking to you. you no, but then you guys were saying that she, she, that he was right not telling her because that was his past. Yes, that's, that, that's so fine. That, that, so stripping as well, that's her past. No, no, no. Don't, you're conflating two things. If he doesn't tell her and that's something she cares about, fine. He's even holding up his hands. But the situation is, and this is what I think most of us are saying here, he's now told you everything. And he's not that person today. And yet you're still saying... I don't know what else um, you're hiding from me, this and the third. I won't, I won't say it that way. Okay, so if, I, if, so I if, like, you were, if I don't like it, I'm leaving. So if you were out and then you showed, she's like, oh, this is, my, this is my wife and blah, blah. And it's like, oh, I remember her. She used to work at that strip club. And then you <laughs> went home and said, oh, was you a stripper? It, damn it, mm-hmm. man. You wouldn't feel away? I think you're mixing what I'm no, trying no, to no, say. No, 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 no. It's a similar question. Would no, you feel I'm, away? I'm answering for you. I'm telling you. The type of person I am, that's something maybe I would leave for. Right? That's different. But if I'm the type of person who's, I'm about to tell you. If I'm the type of person to stay, I'm not going to be telling you, oh, what else are you hiding from me? Oh, Big you man, broke my not, trust. That's not what I asked you. I didn't ask you about, I didn't ask you what, I just said, 
would you have an issue with that? Because the sentiment in this yes, room, I said the sentiment in this room is that you don't understand why this woman has an issue with the fact that her man was an ex um, robber, or whatever. And you're saying that that's in his past. The sentiment I was hearing, which a lot of people were hearing too, yeah. is that it's in the past. He didn't. He didn't need to tell her. She don't care so, that he was a robber. So, she cared no, that he never told her. No, but. She don't fair. give a shit that he was a robot. No, no, she doesn't she, care that he's a robot. She cares. She, don't. she cares that she's a robot. So she's broken the trust. It's not she, yeah, it's trust. She it doesn't is. care exactly. what he done. It's if, like he never told her. If, she don't give a shit. If, I'm, I'm talking to if her issue yeah. is that he didn't tell her, as opposed to he was a criminal, yeah. it's that it's broken the trust. Yeah. That's, that's what she said. So if she has no issue with the fact that he was a criminal, then. If, if her only issue is much. you didn't tell me, yeah. because I'm not going to lie, I'll have an issue if my girlfriend told me she was a prostitute. Exactly. I'll have an issue with it. Exactly. So is her issue the fact that he was a criminal or, or that, that she didn't tell me. tell me I was a criminal? Precisely. And I think that's what is highlighted in the document where she's saying, you've broken my trust. What else are you hiding? Mm. It's the trust thing. It's not that you was a killer. It's the trust because you didn't or, you tell me and this is what it was. That's what the trust is. The trust is because you didn't tell me this thing that is that was you. That's where the trust thing comes into it. It's, yeah, it's the omission of, of what it is. It's not yeah. what it is, though. That's what I'm saying. No, I because think, if it I was what it was, she should leave. I think it's both. Well, I mean, that may be your interpretation. No, no, it is. No, it is. I understand why people emit information. Of course. That's I'm why I'm understanding to this. I, I get it. Mm. You want me, you know, telling me you used to be prostitutes is going to deter me. I get why you emit that. Mm -hmm. Once I find out, it's a different, you know what I mean? I, mm -hmm. can, I can make my decision right there, yeah. But I'm not, oh, you didn't tell me and I don't trust you. No, you were a prostitute. That's what I'm focusing on. It's mm -hmm. not about the lie or the omission. It's yeah. about what you were doing. Thank you very much. Mm. And, and the two different yeah. things. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, there was a point in time in this room yeah. that it was suggesting that you guys were basically running with the sentiment, as Esther said, that nah, 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 nah. Why does he need to tell you about his past? Thank you, because that I thought I was, was going mad. Sentiment. Yeah, I, I still I still believe that. All right, good. That, that's, this is what is Esther basically focused on. I still say with the woman. I, I don't believe the woman has to tell me anything. I haven't changed my mind. I don't, I'm not expect, I don't have starts. expectations of people. I don't think she has to tell me anything. When you, when you, you I'll cross that bridge when, you when I come to it. You said, yeah. That's how I live. I, well, I'm not here searching and dodging all this stuff. I will cross that bridge when I come through it. So if I was out in my spare time and someone gave me information that I didn't know and told me my gal used to be a stripper, that's just human nature that is going to hit me here. Like, you get what I'm trying to say? That's just human nature. Mm. You get what I'm trying to say? Yep. And I probably will come back and be like, rah, why didn't you tell me? But I only care because I went out in the street and someone told me that. I don't give a shit about it really and truly. Mm. And that is not going to have no effect on the decisions that I'm making about who you are. And I'm not going to start telling you about, okay, cool. Mm. Where else are you hiding from me and all that? Because also, I've never just came and just told you my whole CV. We sit down and have conversations. If that's the if that's the kind of relationship that we want to have, then we can sit down in the beginning and yeah. we can put it all on the table. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. And we can put it all on our table, all scars, warts, everything. And mm -hmm. let's do it and let's have that. And let's we yeah. sit down and decide we're going to do that. Now, this is just normal life. Yeah. Admitting information from conversations is normal. It's, yep. And it's not because I'm lying from you. It's like I'm saying, it's because I know what you need to know. It's like the girl. Mm -hmm. I ain't stripped in 10 years. Mm -hmm. I was stripping for six weeks, 10 years ago. I don't need to fucking tell you this. Yeah. If you just start yeah. looking at me like I'm some whore. Yeah. I'm not telling you. That's normal. I don't understand. We're, we're overreacting. We're overreacting. Mm. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Achilles said um, in the group, uh, when a girl tells me everything about her past, I know she's ready to move forward with her life and takes full responsibility. Okay. But Good I'm locking her off if it's too wild. 
Then the, why did you ask her then? These are insecure men, man. Don't ask no, people no, no problem. No, but it's, it's still a thing that it's like, okay, cool. You've told me this, that, and the third. This is something that crosses my threshold. So thank you for telling me, but this is not something I can move forward with. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But in this situation, the woman's saying, I can move forward, if, essentially, but I just don't trust you. How long are we going to deal with this whole building up trusting? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and I, I get it. I, fully, I, I do get it if it's something that you really care about like that. But... I think you have to be a bit fair. But also, you know what is because when I when I said there that if she that she didn't tell her, that's a big thing not to tell somebody. Yeah. You guys' sentiment was that it's in his past. Yeah. I wasn't even talking about with the whole trust thing. I was talking about this is a big thing for him not to have told her. Mm-hmm. You guys' sentiment was that it's in the past. But you, so at that point there was no consideration yeah. for what her threshold may be. No, you're right. So but what I to... did with what I what I've done with mm-hmm. the opposites yeah. is highlighted the hypocrisy mm. and in my humble opinion bullshit mm. because <laughs> there's no there's no sentiment of this is her threshold if it is that she can't actually move forward with this then that's fine the sentiment in this room and I'm happy to be corrected but what I was hearing was that it's in his past why does she need to know mm. and why should why should she care move forward blah 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 so for me this is why I asked a stripper question where it's like no I would want to know and you know I might leave because of that it's like okay so Clearly, one rule because it's 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 the woman. No, no, but, no, 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 but we're man. we're saying we understand why she didn't tell us she was a stripper, this is what I'm saying. and we understand why he didn't tell her he was a criminal. We understand that we understand the image of of information. Okay, That's no? great. Yeah, and my th- and my and my thing is, it's like it's because you're telling me like the trust is lost now. Exactly, you get what I'm trying to say. That like, this is this is where the whole this is because I'm not saying she's not within her rights to feel upset. Or feel betrayed yeah, or feel lied mm-hmm. to whatever. Yeah. No, no one ain't saying that. But then now you're gonna go and take this and you're taking it into our whole relationship's bullshit. Yeah. Why would she? Like, why, why would I trust, she feel, the, the trust um, is lost now. Why, now I can't but, trust wait. you. What else are you hiding? Why would she feel betrayed? Why would she? Yeah. Why would she feel betrayed? She was because she found that there's stuff going on that she didn't know about. So you know that so betrayal doesn't link to does betrayal not link to trust in the person? I know, but it it's from the past. It doesn't speak it, to what they're doing now. Better, he's th- been a legit man. You know what I'm saying? You're now speaking to extra stuff, hypotheticals. What yeah, else are you hiding? If we're running with the sentiment of this is this is his past, and um, this is how he was, and the trust should not be thrown away. No, I can understand why she feels upset, but I can't understand why it would ruin everything. Oh, okay, that's good. okay, fair. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I can understand why she's upset totally. I can't understand why it would ruin everything. Unless you're suggesting that he's still doing it or something, yeah. if he's got one foot in the street still, mm-hmm. or all these kind of things, no. If he's a legit businessman and that's what he's been for the past couple of years, and this is the yeah. trajectory that he's on, why would this ruin your whole future? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not saying that she's not allowed to be upset at all. Mm-hmm. No, okay. she is allowed to be upset, but it doesn't that because he uh, lied about that doesn't mean that the whole relationship's a lie. Mm-hmm. Like that's one thing in his past he put to the side mm-hmm. and he was moving forward with it. Doesn't mean that. Oh, what else are you lying about? Oh, this is what I'm this relationship. Yeah. No, that, that was just one thing that I wanted to keep to my heart for me, and that's yeah. it. Uh, uh, Ebony Onyx has asked the question. <clears throat> yeah. Um, if she used to be a man, um, and now she is a woman, uh, would you trust her? Anything else that she, well, she or he says going forward? <laughs> what do you mean? She might not even does. She might not even speak again. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> I, right. I'm, I'm that, that's, your that's your fault. That's your fault, bro. That's your fault, bro. What the fuck, man? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. No, but okay, cool. Let's let's have a sensible conversation, right? This conversation is about within. Is about is 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 about things within reason. If you're taking to extremes, 
Exactly. Like telling someone about your prior occupation, mm-hmm. whether it be salacious or untoward or not, cool. Mm-hmm. But that that's a different realm. Exactly. Like that's something you exactly. have to that's that's basically saying, Oh, I have AIDS, but I didn't tell you because yeah. it might have been a, it might have been a deterrent. AIDS is different from you used to be a stripper mm-hmm. or I used to be a criminal. Yep. That's not at like there's there's levels to this yeah. to, to this lies yeah. shit, bro. Exactly. <laughs> so you know it comes down to gender name and everything. Yeah, there's like, there's, there's levels, there's levels, levels. and and you know, you this conversation is on one level. We can take it to another level if you want to, but it's it's different things, man. Mm-hmm. But you know what it is though the these things, yeah. Everyone holds things a different way. So I don't I don't even think conversations at one level. Because for for every for each person, for each individual, things hold a different weight. For me, yeah. I can't be involved with somebody who's talking about having like violent a, a violent criminal past. I can't I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Someone else, some other woman might be able to handle that. That's fair. There might be stuff that I'm able to handle. I might be able to handle fraud, mm-hmm. and some other woman may not be able to. So for me, all these things anyway is all subjective to what it is that each person yeah. can handle. And so if someone if someone says, you know what. I don't know what else, but again, I just think ultimately it comes down to how everyone does relationships in it. And I, th- like, I think you're right about that. I, I can see, I can see why if we've spoken about so much stuff in our past year, and this one thing you didn't say, it makes sense for the trust to be broken because you sp- you're talking about everything else in your life, can but I, this one thing you didn't tell me. Can I ask something? It makes sense to me. The, the type person, type, thinking logically. The, so, so to cut um, messed up. Um, the type person you are, right? Based on what you're saying, is you're the type more so like an open book, right? Am I correct? I don't I'm gonna know. let you finish. I don't. I don't. I never. I never agree with you halfway. <laughs> <laughs> oh my learner! What the hell? That's Why the, would I do that? We think alike in we more don't, ways we than do you not. think. We d- don't you dare! You might as well say you think like Kevin. You might as well say I'm Kevin. I'm <laughs> Dead that. Big up Kevin. <laughs> tissue. What I was gonna say is your open book. So there's certain there's certain things like you said. You're, you're, you make yourself vulnerable. You let yeah. that person know who you're dealing with. Yeah. So my thing is using your same example. I'm sure the guy that's with you would kind of know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. If you have an issue with um, people who had violent past and, yeah. and you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if he now knows you have an issue with these things and he's hid this from you, mm-hmm. I think that's a bit different. But in the in the example that we're talking about, right, yeah. at least this is how I was kind of interpreting. Yeah. I was kind of seeing it as it's not his life. Yeah. It's never come up. Mm-hmm. Like he's not maybe thought that you um, have some type of way of seeing this particular thing. Yeah. And so there's no real need for me to bring it up because there's been no reason to. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That, that's kind of how I'm seeing it. Yeah. And so my thing is, especially as nothing has kind of... He's not shown any of this. This guy's the lead of the gang, you know? Do you know what it is? Nothing yeah, has, has... It's because I... Listen, I like do a lot of reading with like psychology and all that kind of stuff here. And I know that there's so many traits that people have in, in your adult years that have come from when you were literally like four years old. There's traits that you have that can be traced that far back. Yeah. So for me, it's difficult for me to know that someone had this past and that past is not manifest in how you are. It might be someone, in, it can it can manifest in different ways. So this is why I'd like to know the, my, the past so I know what it is I'm dealing with so I can make sense of things. But I think ultimately, just to conclude this whole situation anyway, mm-hmm. I think my advice to the person asking for their friend is for your, your friend to ask to have a conversation with his partner, with the girl, and just ask her how it is that you can gain the trust back. I think that's it. And then just let her know, like, you know, I've put everything out on the table, blah, blah. And just ask her, because ultimately everyone's everyone does relationships differently. Everyone operates their, runs their home in different in different manners. So if she can let you know how it is that you can get her trust back, you guys will be able to move forward and be blessed from that. Mm. That's really it. I don't know what advice well, you guys, guys had in, in the midst of all, yeah. all your strong opinions. To, to the guy. Because oh. at the end of the day, the guy is still faced with a situation where the girl... 
the woman um, has a lack of trust for him. Yeah. Well, yeah, like I said, just speak to her. Find out ways in which you can get her trust back and kind of go from there. There's nothing else you can do, but, yeah, man. but have a conversation. Just apologise and um, yeah. cry as well, man. Bitches love that shit. So... Crying this way. Let's get into the next headlines, man. Let's do it. <laughs> So the Conservative peer, Michelle Moan, made extraordinary, extraordinarily aggressive lobbying efforts on behalf of a company bidding to supply COVID tests during the pandemic, Matt Hancock has claimed in a serialization of his diaries. So the former health secretary claimed that Lady Moan made wild accusations about the procurement process, intimating that the company she was helping, which is not named, was suffering unfairly. I read the message again, stunned, reads a part of Hancock's diary. Was she threatening me? It looked kind of that way. So the Guardian revealed last month that bank records indicate Moan and her children secretly received £29 million originated from profits of a PPE business that was awarded large government contracts. PPE MedPro secured contracts worth more than £200 million in 2020, weeks after Moan recommended the company to the Tory cabinet minister, Michael Gove, and his then-deputy, Theodore Agnew. Hancock's claims, which he said relate to a separate bid for business connected to Moan, said that the Tory pair contacted him last June over lateral flow tests. So this is what he wrote in his, in his diaries. Yeah? So Baroness Michelle Moan has sent me an extraordinarily aggressive email complaining that a company she's helping isn't getting the multi-million pound contracts it deserves. She claims the firm, which makes lateral flow tests kits, has had a dreadful time trying to cut through red tape and demanded my urgent help. Before it all comes out in the media, I'm going to blow this all wide open, she threatened. According to the mail, Hancock said Moan complained to him that a US test manufacturer, Innova, had in effect secured a monopoly position by winning several contracts. He went on to say, by the end of the message, she seemed to have worked herself into a complete frenzy and was throwing around wild accusations. I smell a rat here, basically, she was saying. It's more than the usual red tape, incompetence and bureaucracy. That's, expe that's expected. I believe there's a corruption here at the highest levels. He also added that she was saying she concluded by urging me to intervene to prevent the next bombshell being dropped in the government. And he said this felt like a threat. So in the diary, Hancock wrote then that, um, that he then found out that the company for which she was lobbying had not passed the necessary test to even win the contracts and that he did not reply to what he called aggressive peers representing commercial clients. Um, the next headline is about Amber Heard. So Amber Heard's lawyers have filed an appeal against the result of her libel case with Johnny Depp. So in June, a US jury found that Ms. Heard defamed her ex-husband, Mr. Depp, with an article in which she claimed she was the victim of domestic abuse. Jurors awarded Mr. Depp, who denied abusing Ms. Heard, $15 million, which is 12 million pounds in compensatory and punitive damages. Her team have now asked for the jury's verdict to be reversed or for a new trial entirely. Ms. Heard, who's 36, won one of the three counterclaims against Mr. Depp, who's 59, and was awarded $2 million in compensatory damages. But her team is now arguing that the trial was held in the wrong state and also objected to the judge's decision to exclude certain pieces of evidence, including notes from therapists documenting allegations of abuse. In a lengthy written document, her, uh, her lawyers argued that holding, if allowed to stand, undoubtedly will have a chilling effect on other women who wish to speak about abuse coming from um, powerful men. The actress's team went on to note the previous unsuccessful libel suit that the Pirates of Caribbean Star brought against the Sun newspaper in 2018, 
for calling him a wife-beater in print, suggesting the subsequent separate US libel case should never have gone to trial because another court had already concluded that Mr. Depp um, abused Heard on multiple occasions. It also says in a statement that after Depp filed his case, the United Kingdom High Court of Justice ruled in a separate defamation action brought by Depp that Heard's abuse allegations were true. The move comes a month after Mr. Depp filed his own formal appeal against some of the verdict of the case. And the last headline uh, takes us to Russia, man. And the Russian President Vladimir Putin on Monday signed into law a bill that expands a ban on so-called LGBTQ propaganda in Russia. On brand? <laughs> making it illegal for anyone to promote same-sex relationships or suggest that non-heterosexual orientations are normal. The ban was rubber stamped by Putin just days after a harsh new foreign agents law came into effect as the Kremlin cracks down on free speech and human rights as its military operations in Ukraine falters. The new law significantly broadened the scope of a already in place law, um, which was put in place in 2013, which banned the dissemination of LGBTQ related information to minors. The new iteration extends the ban on promoting such information to adults as well now. The new laws make it illegal to promote or praise LGBTQ relationships, publicly express non-heterosexual orientations or suggest that they are normal. The package of amendments signed by Putin include heavier penalties for anyone promoting non-traditional sexual relations or preferences, as well as paedophilia and gender transition. Under the new law, it will be banned across the internet, media, books, audiovisual services, cinema and advertising. Under the new law, individuals can be fined up to 400,000 rubies, which is equivalent to $6,370 for LGBT propaganda, and up to half of that, 200,000 rubies, which is $3,185 for demonstrations of LGBT and information that encourages a change of gender among teenagers. These fines rise up to 5 million rubies, which is 80 grand, and um, 4 million rubies, 64K, um, respectively, for legal entities. The European Court of Human Rights ruled in 2017 that the 2013 law is discriminatory, promotes homophobia, and violates the European Convention on Human Rights. The court found that the law served no legitimate public interest rejecting suggestions that public debate on LGBT issues could influence children to become homosexual or that it threatened public morals. Homosexuality was decriminalized in Russia in 1993, but homophobia and discrimination is still rife. It is ranked 46 out of 49 European countries for LGBTQ plus inclusion by watchdog ILGA Europe. And that's the end of the headlines. Alrighty. Wow. Get into the reaction, our sports headlines. Mm. Rapper, he's rapper. You're not messing about, man. Oh, I missed that section as well. He's mad. Sorry, people. Let's get into our sports headlines. As Esther is fully aware, it is the World Cup. Sure. I can't lie to you, though. It's dragging. <laughs> <laughs> already <laughs> honestly I'll be honest when I said the reaction yeah, the first thing I saw was World Cup I said I know you're lying it's actually it's giving Love Island well, I remember the business in now man because when's the finals like, when, are we, when does it get like hot and heavy let's a few days gosh a few next week sometime <laughs> yeah the weekend the semis isn't it quarters quarters or semis yeah, yeah quarters, so quarters are coming up now 
Yeah. Yeah. Welcome next week, man. Next week, you'll, you'll, you'll be black. Also, what the weekend, the semis, you're saying? And yeah. Finals. Okay. Well, Argentina, Holland, England. Two France. weeks, basically. The last game was on the 18th. Oh, December. But they'll have, yeah. have, have a gap between the, the, the semi finals and the finals, aren't they? According to the schedule. So, the semi finals would be uh, 13th and 14th. Yeah. Final will be on the 18th. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm at home at that. Okay. Do you guys think England's going to make it to the final? Mm. Well, they've got France, so yeah, we're taking that. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay. They could beat France, though. They could, but they could also lose. It's one of the ones. It's every football <laughs> match. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about odds wise. Odds wise. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. I'd... If 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 England are playing, I don't know. No, it's more. Give me a shit it's, team. It's, it's more. It's, it's more mentality. If you if you line them up, they're pretty. They're pretty even. That's what really I'm really thinking. England's probably got the better back line. No, and that's midfield, no, no, but that's the midfield's pretty. <laughs> exactly. No, but that's my that's my point. If England playing Saudi Arabia and semis, you'd be like, oh, likely England gonna win. With France, it could go either way. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, with yeah. Saudi Arabia, it's the odds are heavily on England's side. Saudi Arabia, mm. you called last time. Was that? Was Saudi Arabia, you called last time? And yeah, they, they won. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you were talking about them and they won. I, don't, I remember when you said No, that. you are complaining. I said <laughs> yeah, Argentina, a superior team would beat them and they lost. It is what it is. Mm. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> the whole world thought that Argentina were going to win, not just me. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> All right, so Brazil scored four past Korea Republic in the first half to qualify to the next round. Brazil coasted into the quarterfinals of the World Cup as an exuberant first half performance helped them to a 4-1 win over South Korea on Monday night. Tete's side were boosted by the return of Neymar, who suffered an ankle injury in the opening win against over Saudi Arabia. And the 30-year-old announced his return with a penalty that moved him one goal behind Pele's international record of 77, which doubled Brazil's lead after Vinicius Jr.'s cool opener. Richarlison then netted his third goal of the tournament after some of the, some of the most exquisite build-up, and it was 4-0 before the break when West Ham's Lucas Paqueta guided in a shot to get in on the act. But with the job already... Already very much done by the break, the momentum slowed after. As a result, South Korea did not let their heads drop and they had a brief moment to celebrate when Song Hong Paik reduced the deficit with a thumping strike. Oh, his goal was cold as well, though. Did you see it? Who's goal? Wavy. South Korean goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Well, Croatia defeat Japan on penalties. Croatia have reached the World Cup quarterfinals after beating Japan 3-1 on penalties, including three saves from Dominic Livakovic during the shootout, following a 1-1 draw over 120 minutes. It was the first knockout game to play an additional half an hour in Qatar after a largely even 90 minutes as Japan looked to beat their third successive European opponent following shock wins against Germany and Spain in group stages. Both goals came either side of the break. Days and Maida gave Japan the lead in the first half after some scrappy Croatian defending before Ivan Perisic's powerful header levelled shortly after the restart. It was perhaps not a great surprise that the game went to extra time. Seven of Croatia's last eight knockout games at major tournaments have needed um, the added period, last losing to Spain in the round of 16 of Euro 2020 last summer. There was little to choose from in extra time and so it made sense that the match be decided by penalties. However, for all their su superb play throughout the tournament, three of Japan's penalties were poorly taken and easily saved by the goalkeeper. Croatia missed just one of their spot kicks, scoring the other three to reach their third successive quarterfinal stage. And that is the end of the sports. Well, that was quick. There you go. Yeah. Doing it for you, baby. Nice and quick. I would like it. All right, let's get into the night here. I haven't even been concentrating. But I know where I'm going to go. I haven't. But 
Because every time these these, these these people's name come up, I see so much disdain for them. You know what I'm trying to say? And obviously, like, I try to see where they're oh, coming from. People. They're not my people, but... It's too I, late. No, I just respected the dedication after a while. You get me? Like, because I was trying to say that like, there's something here that like, these are really, really going for it. Did it really work? I don't know. There was like one day, a few weeks ago, when people <laughs> were trying to talk about it. Now we're just back back to our normal bullshit. So I don't even think it works. But you know what? They're going to keep trying. They're going to keep fighting the good fight. But extension, rebellion, extinction, rebellion. They're damn bad, man. I think you are going to be happy about this. I think you are going to be happy about this. Mm-hmm. There was there was balling in court, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's so pathetic, isn't it? You know me. I find that's pathetic. I really feel like the way they were standing, ten toes in, both feet, they were ready to be dragged by the last thread mm-hmm. on the singlets. Don't be crying in court. They should be crying, shouldn't they? They should not. Well, she's balling, man. Carol yeah, Wood. Hit. Carol Wood was balling. <laughs> In the court, you know what I'm trying to say? She's 53 and she's crying because they got found guilty. Damn. They got found guilty, so the justice system is... It works. It's, it's yeah, working. I, I understand her crying. Huh? I understand her crying. Why is that what do you crying? mean? She, 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 she knew she was going to commit a criminal offence, but she's doing it for a greater cause. She's, she why are you, cry, why are you crying now? She thought that white people is going to get her off. Why is she crying now? Sorry, what was the criminal offence? She, smashed, she smashed the windows in the, in the bank. All right, so you're you're right, right? (laughs) (laughs) If if you commit a criminal act, right, one hundred percent you should hold the tears back. But we're all humans, as you said. Yeah. So you say it's a natural natural (laughs) response. I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to go to jail. She's like, I just wanted to, I just wanted to create awareness. (laughs) But you know what's nice though? It's like that, yeah. Even when people have said to them, like, the way you lot block the roads, like, people are ambulances, that they're, they're like, unfortunately, it's just a price to pay. Ma'am, Carol. Bro, I've heard, I've heard, pay, I've Carol. heard at least two of them mm-hmm. say out of their own mouth, yeah, because we give that example. If it was your child or your mm-hmm. parents or something mm-hmm. in that ambulance, yeah, and the streets was being blocked up, how would you feel? And I've heard a few of them say, they got to go. Charge it to mm. the game. Charge exactly. it to the game. The cause is the cause. This little nigga going to die. That's, look <laughs> That's at what that. he said. So they Carol. Said, I, but I, I wouldn't be able to look my son in the eye if I knew that I didn't try and help the environment. and rah, rah, rah. So, so you'd rather him die. No, but look at her then. Mm. Now she's looking at the judge at the eye crying. Balling. About your honor. I'm sorry. They was crying. So <laughs> six of them. Hey, let me see that. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Five, six, As a judge, I'm so not to try that. Seven case. of them, seven That's of them mad. got seven of them got found guilty. They got found guilty for um, criminal damage and thing. They're old birds as well, you know. So the um, Woods is um, 53. Nicholas Stickles is 52. Damn. Lucy Portman's 48. Rosemary Webster's 64. Zoe Cohen is 52. Mm. Sophie. Cohen's 31. Did I get that already? Oh, I missed one. Oh, Gabrielle Ditton's 28. So she's young. So she got she got um coerced. <laughs> well, she got, got groomed. She got groomed. She, like she, <laughs> she got she got groomed. She definitely got groomed. It's an old lady these, gang. These old what is this? Like a menopause thing. Okay. <laughs> Mugs. Mm? <laughs> <laughs> it's um it's pensioners. They have nothing better to do with the time. Actually, no, but they had that woman working in the royal family at like 85. How old was she? I don't know what the issue was, man. There's a video, yeah. They took a hammer and chisel, yeah, Damn it. To, the, to, 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 to the window, to the bank in Canary Wharf. 
But I think they're getting bumped because they're saying that um, it costs them £100,000 to fix the windows. Is that much glass cost? They're getting bumped. Yeah, but you can't get some kind of credit. Yeah. I just think they're getting bumped. I think um, Barclays are cooking the books. Because it don't cost that much for glass. Yeah. No, but you know, it's one of those ones where it's like, I mean, you have to probably change everything. You can't yeah. just change that that yeah. door. So they're moaning about the £100,000 that they have to spend to, um, on the glass. But these gals are saying, but rah, they've done like £100 million in renovations last year. This is light work. You're not moving like this is a big deal. This is light change. They did Imagine. not say that. They did. Imagine. Do you know how stupid that is? Wait, let me First see. of all, it's £100 million of our own money because it was not the show because we wanted to upgrade the place. You don't get to break stuff and then say, well, you had all that money last year. Cohen said, honest, mm. said honestly believed that April 21 she had run out of other options to try to achieve change and repair costs of 100000 The repair costs of 100000 were insignificant to Barclays, which had spent £100 million on refurbishments last year. This is what she's saying. This is light. This is light change. Insane. I'm screaming. Someone said the infamous environmental seven. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I like that. They done it. I think they've done it here for Barlin. I know you're saying this is natural human response and now obviously yeah, okay. like their future's in front of them and, and it's looking bleak and then they're thinking, oh God, I'm going to the slammer, to the big house, to the pen. Giant. They, they need to lie about their crimes when they get in there. They've got previous of this kind of stuff as well. Oh, so this is what they do? Yeah. Oh, so it's only my time then. I don't know, but they were balling. But like I said, I just I told this story for you because I know you don't hate them. So just want you to know that justice this is, is being good. served. This is good. Yeah, just finish on a, on a high note. Give you some Absolutely. good news. Justice is being served. The wheels of, of justice are turning. <laughs> <laughs> get me. They get sentenced in January. So I'll let you know how they're going to get. But they're potentially facing um, 18 months. I would usually say, oh, they're going to get suspended sentences, yeah. But because there's so much disdain for these lot... <laughs> They're going to make an example. They might make an example yeah. of them. Sure. I feel like they will. I feel like they're going to do the 18 months to the last hour, the last minute. I'll, um, mm. I'll keep you all informed, keep you all in touch, give you the updates, let you know how they went on. That's but fine. yeah, that's for it. That's it. That's it, man. Let's get into our outro. Mm-hmm. Are you for any form of criminality if it has to do with Justice for black people. Yeah. Okay. I, don't, I don't tell my nose. Like, crime, crime's necessary. There's crimes that are unsavory. You just don't want to cry. Yeah, there are crimes that are uns- <laughs> like, I don't tell my nose up at criminals. It's not like that. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. all crimes are a thing. There's crimes that are unsavory and uh, people shouldn't take part of. Like, there are some crimes that I think are necessary. Yeah. So I'm not onto them for doing crimes for their cause. Mm. I just think big girls don't cry, man. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title. Okay. <laughs> Boy. But guys, we appreciate you for always tuning into the show. Big up our live crew in the comments doing what they need to do. Um I hope you guys have been liking the video as well. I hope the ratio is making sense. Brent, is it making sense? Yeah, it is, it is. Thank you. Lovely. Thank you guys. Um follow us on our social media platforms as well the day after TNB. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also send voices and text in. For asking for a friend, this is what would you do? All that great stuff. To 075-6484-1073. And you can also join the community, community.thenewblack.com. Brent is currently giving away money to anyone who can guess what it was he had to have a word with Iman about to stop posting on Twitter. Mm. So um, if you give me £100, I tell you. £100 <laughs> to £25. It makes sense. But um, if you guys want to inquire about the show, anyone who wants to inquire about the show or feature on the show, you can email the team the day after at thenewblack.com. And we'll see you guys tomorrow for Wellness Wednesday. Yep. Peace.